Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here for episode number 315 by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. How are you doing this week? How am I doing this week? He wants to know. Well, let me tell you something. Don't people come to, to people. me and people don't say. Lie. Don't, don't lie to people. Don't try and take my thunder and turn it into thunder. nitro. Your thunder? When was the last time you said stuff like that? Uh, a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, it was on episode 300, right? Yeah. People come to me and they say, who are you? And I say, let me your ear. It's people come to me, they say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and lend me your ear. Oh my God, I'm marking out right now. I have chills. That is so cool. Okay. Can you like cut another promo like that? <laughs> no. Like, like totally. This is so like awesome. No, but I have to actually warn people. Uh, if you're if you try to listen on iTunes and you don't subscribe for whatever reason, it's not updating on iTunes. But if you subscribe, it'll give you the episodes. So I'm trying to look into that. iTunes isn't contacting me. So I don't know what – I don't know how to get back to them about that. What so do you mean? It's just not updating on iTunes. But but like the RSS feed is still connected to iTunes where if you subscribe, you'll get it. All right. So subscribe to us on iTunes. Check it out, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. I wonder if it's updating on those two other sites too. Uh, please let us know. Shoot us an email or a tweet or right on our Facebook page. Yeah. But how, how how are you? Well, I am doing all right. I actually feel a little bit sick. Uh, it stinks, but I will power through. And that's okay. Uh, everything else is going pretty well. I think the weather is not too great. It's a little bit wet, windy. I wonder how it's, the weather it's, is it's up in really- Canada. It's really windy here, and it's really cold, too. Yeah, it is. I'm not a fan of it. I'm actually trying I'm not, like, trying to avoid being sick right now. So yeah, I, I think know. it's all this change of weather and all of that. Stitcher Radio is not updating either, so I, I literally I – no, I don't know how to fix this. So my only thing is – my only suggestion is listen to it on marketout.com or subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, that would be great if everyone did that. Yeah. But, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Uh-huh. How was, how your, was your week? week? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Just uh, just a lot of nothing, really. Wow, a lot of nothing. I did, so you're trying to say that you've done nothing? Uh, Predominantly, yeah. I baked this week. Oh, well, that's something. What did you bake? Some cookies. Some cake. Well, be be specific. Well, I baked chocolate chip cookies, 
Okay, okay. Which I kind of feel like I said last week. On last week's episode, I 100% said that. And what about these, uh... The cake I baked was just plain old yellow vanilla cake or whatever. I don't know if it's not vanilla. It's just called yellow cake. Ugh. From a box. What do you mean, ugh? What are you talking about? What do you mean? I actually have yellow cake in the kitchen to be cooked. So how could you... Cooked? What? (laughs) Baked. So how could you say ugh? Ugh. I don't know. I don't even know what... What's the difference? What is yellow cake? I I literally have no idea. Is it just the coloring? I I don't... I, I really... I have no idea. Sir, please, I can't answer that. <laughs> Do you know where that's from or no? No. <laughs> it's from a prank call I once did. I had called up Domino's one time. Well, multiple times, but this specific time, I called up and I said, I wanted to order a large pizza, but I'm not so sure how to order it. I want... Half of the pizza with, I don't know if I said like sausage, and the other half with peppers, but I don't know if they're going to fight. And he goes, sir, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't want the two toppings to fight. Like, I, I just want it to be like half half sausage, half pepper. Like, I don't want the, the toppings to fight. Do you know if they'll be okay with each other being on opposite sides? Will they fight? And he goes, sir, sir, please, I can't answer that. <laughs> As if, like, some government, like, was like, don't you dare answer if they'll fight. <laughs> you are going to you lose your job if you decide over sausage or pepper. You don't know? you dare tell them they'll come to life and fight. They actually signed a confidentiality thing on the, where they do get signed up to be a pizza delivery guy or to deal with the phones. And you're not allowed to actually take sides in the case of toppings. It's not like you know right? that? it's not taking sides though. It's like will the toppings come to life basically and fight each other? Well, maybe he signed a copy of the Adelaide thing saying that he's not allowed to disclose that. I mean, what else if they actually do? Behind <laughs> closed doors, after like Domino's closes down, yeah, because everything it's pizza, comes to life because it's pizza product and that and then nothing you're eating there is real. <laughs> and it's fun. I used to I used to love prank calling Domino's. I used yeah, to call. Yeah, you've done it a lot. They, they, I went. I once called one time, and uh, I'm ordering. I ordered like a, a delivery or whatever, and I get. He goes, "Okay, what's your address?" I was like, "Oh, I'll just be on the street. I'll just be on the block." He goes, "Sir, I can't. I can't do that. I can't just deliver it to the block." I was like, "I, I I'm just going to be on the block. You could just deliver it. Like I'll be there. You, you drive it to me, and I'll be there." And he goes, "Sir, I can't do that." And I'm like, "What if I was Jenny?" What they what they say? No, I actually don't know if I've used that, but that, oh, well, I have I used guess that. We I should be doing it soon. I'm not gonna prank call Domino's. I'm 28 this year. And <laughs> I'm not gonna prank call Domino's. Dude, you're like 28 going on 16. Yeah, you can right. easily get away with it. And that's where that's where my Twitter handle comes from, though, from my prank calls. Because <laughs> they when they would ask for a phone number, I would either say. One seven one or, or yeah one seven one or I'd be like sixteen one as like my phone numbers or sometimes my address would be sixteen one. So that's really, why, yeah, they'd be like, uh, "What's your address?" They'd be like, uh, sixteen one, and I'd like make up just a random street, and uh, or they'd be like, "What's your phone number?" I'd be like one six one or sixteen one. Wow. 
problem. Yeah, so that's where my Twitter handle came from. Well, there you have it, kids. That is how BTTG161 got started. I originally wanted just BTTG, but that was uh-huh. taken. And I originally wanted – then after BTTG was taken, I tried B2G, taken. And when did you try this? Back in like 1999? 2011. Oh, uh, interesting. How long have you had Twitter? Uh, after you. <laughs> right. Right. My point was it wasn't around in 1999. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we were the first podcast on Twitter ever. Did you know that? Were we though? No. Uh-uh. Not even close. I mean, we really didn't see other podcasts. That is true. Yeah. We did partner with a lot of them to, to get their names out there. Yeah, that is a fact. So, tell me about this cake and cookies. How did they taste? Well, the cookies I definitely said last week, they were good. And, uh-huh. uh, which means I didn't bake cookies this week. I baked them last week. Interesting. Just started the podcast and Brandon is already lying. I didn't mean to lie. I thought it was this week. Okay, okay. Just keep that in mind, folks. Keep that in mind. Who pronounces the L in folks? Folks. No, it's folks. Folks. Folks? Folks, Folks. yeah. Like a folk singer. A folk singer? That's all, folks. Yeah, That's all, folks. Speaking of folk singers, though, John Mellencamp announced the tour. You want to go see him? Oh, that's going to be a... Oh, hell no. Were you about to say boring concert? Well, I mean, that it could be boring too for me. Because it's a folk concert? Ah, I'm just, it's not sucks. my shit thing. It's not it's, for me. It, it sucks. Jewel is on two of the dates in Oregon and not, not New York. And why does that stink? I would 100%. I want to see Jewel. Like, so bad I, I want to see her. Why? I don't know. I like folk music and I like yodeling. I like yodeling. It's it's I, okay to say you like yodeling. I could see that. I actually can see that, and I feel like I have <laughs> heard you yodel yodel in the past and on the podcast before. I don't think I've yodeled on the podcast. I beg to differ. I actually have a recording clip that I'm going to play right now to prove you wrong. I'm not going to yodel. <laughs> It's not like I go like, oh, I have a recorded clip of you saying Bob Backlund, and I'm just going to go like this. Bob Backlund. (laughs) See how that works? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But regardless, that's one. That's one. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Buy a t-shirt. Buy two t-shirts. Buy three t-shirts. Buy all of our shirts in many different colors. Check us out. MarkingOut.com, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. So we appreciate your support. Yeah, and and if you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, hit us up. MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have a Steve Austin memory or anything that you'd like to share for us to share on 316, comment (laughs) on the podcast. Uh, Comment at MarkingOut.com. Yeah, not where I was going with it, but feel more than free to do so. Yeah, do it up. This past week, though, this past Sunday, there was a pay-per-view. One of two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Of course, it's a SmackDown-branded pay-per-view. I see how it is. So 
who cares about my week? Yeah. You said you just sat there being sick. No, no. You asked me how I was. You didn't ask about okay, my Okay, how, how was your week? No, no. I'm how good. was your week, David? <laughs> well, my week was actually pretty good. Valentine's Day was very nice. Went out to a good dinner and everything. Yeah, at this what, place what, called what, the, the standard. Yeah, what did, what did they end up having that you ate? I had uh, Parmesan crusted chicken uh, with uh, spaghetti, and then I'm sorry. So it was it was chicken parm. Uh no, there was no cheese topping. You you had Parmesan. Cheese. It was cooked. It was cooked into it. You know. Like it was, like uh, crusted. It was crusted. So you had Parmesan chicken, not chicken Parmesan. Yes. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? No. You just said you had Parmesan crusted chicken. That's Parmesan chicken, chicken Parmesan. It's chicken with cheese on top. No, but there's but okay, but it's not what I, I'm I get. Where I get what you're. Parm. I get what but you're. You say about. chicken parm. I'm thinking of the uh, marinara sauce, sauce and, or the red gravy. And cheese. Yeah, the gravy, the cheese, the macaroni uh, side dish. Yeah, but overall, it was a delicious meal. But definitely go check out the standard. It was really good. Um, and then also this where, week, where was it? Because that not everybody knows where you are. Albany. Go check it out. The standard. Um, also, I went to WWE NXT. I guess you don't want to ask me about that one, huh? Uh, well, I actually figured we would talk about that what? later. But uh, if you want oh, to talk okay. chronological orderness, uh, by all means, how was it? First of all, <laughs> no, no, let's. Yeah, how was it? Well, I mean, I mean, we could easily wait till later. No, no, we could just discuss it now because I mean. It, I, yeah, it's not it's not anything crazy. No, what I do you mean, mean it wasn't anything crazy? Okay, okay, it was. It's an, right, it's so an experience. To, it's an absolute experience, right? It totally, yeah, it completely was. So what do you and, want to know? And overall, you're happy you went. 100%. And now you know. I'm happy that I found those tickets online and <laughs> okay. consulted you about okay. the seating arrangement. First of all, I sent you all the links to it. Yeah, after I asked you. You didn't ask me. I was uh, the one that uh, brought it up to you first. Do not lie. Uh, but, but now now you know how I feel. And you know how NXT is just a completely different experience than a, a WWE main roster show. Yes. But, so what do you want to know about do this? Do you want to I mean, run down the card at all? And say who uh, won? And, if I can remember all the card, yeah. Well, I have the card pulled up, so I know. Oh, well, that, that works too. We could easily do that. Do you so want me to it was start? just it was just <laughs> no, but it was definitely a lot of fun. It was very cool. It was uh, uh, an awesome crowd, small arena. Did you have to wait uh, outside before to get yeah. in? Or? Okay, yep, had to wait outside to get in, probably for an hour. No, no, uh, no hot chocolate from Ty Dillinger. No Ty Dillinger hot chocolate. Uh, they had. Let's see. We were one of the first people in, so that was pretty nice to get to the concession stand. Uh, well, to get to what? the, uh, the oh, vendor. The merch stand. Uh, before do they, do they sell else. concessions at a place like that? Uh, no. No, they do not. Interesting. Well, yeah, no. What do you mean concessions? Like hot dogs? Yeah. Drinks? Uh -huh. Yeah, it was the, just a facilities uh, food place. 
It was just hot dogs, pretzels, the casual stuff. Routine. So, merchandise, you want to talk about merchandise? or? Sure, sure. Uh, everything was overpriced, so we did not, not buy... No, no, no. Not everything. Don't say everything. The t-shirts are overpriced. <laughs> t-shirts were overpriced. Uh, programs were $15, and that was pretty cool. Completely those are not all overpriced. Uh, those are all updated, but they still have some OHO with it. Uh, and then we also have autographs, $10.00. Shinsuke Nakamura's autograph. Absolute steal. Absolute steal. Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, ten dollars. And Each. they're not they're not eight by tens, they're eleven by fourteens. Nice size poster. Yeah. I, I didn't buy the Bobby Roode one, but okay. I did buy Nakamura. Cause I I thought for some reason I had Bobby Roode's autograph already from TNA when we went. You but might, also I, I just don't, don't You huh? might have it, but I, I know we have Eric Young's, I think, from TNA. Yeah. Yep, we do. Um, let's see. I, I'm just. I. I still. I can't no believe. I cannot believe they didn't have a, a poster. There, no posters. Maybe, they maybe because you got there. Maybe because you got there like er, too early that they didn't have the posters yet. No, they didn't have anything, dude. I don't know, cause like normally from what I see on the internet, they have like posters for every single NXT event. I don't know if it's every single event. That's a lot of money. For, for, for whatever reason, they have them. That's what I, I always it, liked. That's what I liked about NXT because they felt it, it felt like a rock show. Like they have customized event-specific well, posters. Every time you went to NXT, it's been a big event. No, it hasn't. And I, if you you just have to look on Twitter, people have it from Albany last year. People do have they? it from Venice, Florida. Yeah, they do. They have the they had uh, an all sign poster from Albany too. Yeah, no sign posters or anything like that. Um, good crowd. All right, so first match was. Alistair, let's see who Alistair came out. Black and Steve Cutler. No, first match was Cassius Ono taking on Patrick Clark. Cassius Ono kicking it off and everything. Oh, um, oh I'm on good the wrong crowd. show. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm on the wrong show. Well, there you go. Yeah, good crowd reaction to Cassius <laughs> Ono. Um, I don't know. There was something about it that still, it was like, all right, I've seen Cassius Ono before. It wasn't anything. I mean, I was surprised that Patrick Clark got a lot of offense in this. It was a back and forth match. Did you like his gimmick? Who, Patrick Clark? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a fan of it. And his in-ring work is good? Yeah, in-ring is solid. Um, and it was just a good, fun match to get the crowd into it. It was Cash Soto, so of course the crowd's going to pop. Uh, I believe that... I don't remember what was next, but they Man- had... Steve Mandy Cutler. Rose and Daria was next. Okay, Mandy Rose taking on Daria. Uh, that was a good match. Mandy definitely has a lot of talent. Daria still needs some work in the ring. Um, has that MMA style that she's going with, which may be a little bit more difficult to work into WWE wrestling, uh, especially if your opponents aren't on the same page. But that, too, was a fun match to watch, back and forth. Cash Zona obviously won the first match. Mandy won the second match. Or did Daria? Uh, Mandy won. Mandy, yeah. Oh, it was a fast pin. She used the ropes to help uh, elevate her, oh. give her some leverage. 
What was next? Steve Cutler and Oni Lorcan. That match was actually really good. Uh, Steve Cutler got busted open uh, right by his eyebrow because, uh, what is it, Oni Larkin? Yeah. Uh, he did a, a flip, a senton to the outside of the ring and took him out, and I guess he actually made contact. It was a pretty, but, uh, pretty big gash I saw him, he posted on Twitter. Yeah, huge gash, but it was a good match. Uh, Steve Cutler picked up the victory in this match. Guess his finisher he's going with is the Boston Crab. So, but good match. How, how do you? Music got a lot of uh, uh, chance for him. Is he from Boston or? I'm not too sure. I believe he's from the upstate area. He's though. from Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't. I don't understand why you would have somebody in developmental using a Boston Crab as a finisher. Is it was it just a regular Boston Crab? Yeah, just a regular Boston Crab. See, because to me, like that's like too Chris Jericho-y. Yeah, I can see it. Well, obviously, I see it. But <laughs> I, was, I thought both wrestlers were good. Biff Music, I didn't realize he was so thin. Thin? I, yeah. I'm curious how much he weighs. How much does this guy weigh? <laughs> you have it on yet? <laughs> I, well, me? Yeah. How much does Biff Busick weigh? Yeah. 194? Okay, that's what I figured. He looked like he was less than 200. Steve Cutler, I don't have. Yeah, but... Uh, Where is that from? Uh, King of the Rig. Who was it? Oh, how much does he weigh? How much does yeah, he weigh? Yeah, how much does this guy weigh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, next. Was Alistair Black... Defeating Andrade Almas. This match was awesome. Uh, it wasn't expected. Well, Alistair Black tweeted before the show saying that he was in the uh, in the venue, and I guess they were showing a bunch of tweets on the board on the Tron. I still call it Titantron. On the Tron. That's what and, I would call it. <laughs> yeah, on the Titantron, and his tweet actually showed up up there. So I was just like, all right, cool. But this match was definitely my favorite match of the night. This match was action-packed. Alex the Black, his kicks are just quick, smooth, and precise. And then San Almas, he's just he's he's very talented as well. So now uh, having having seen Andrade Almas wrestle live, do you get where I'm coming from a little bit more when I say he could be similar to Del Rio? No, I still don't what see him head, similar man. to Del Rio. I still feel that they're too different. In like the, in like a main event scene, you can't see him wrestling like that, or no? No. I don't know, man. I got, I got, I don't know. I feel like I got high hopes for him. I think that they have two different physiques. Maybe <sighs> I'm basing it too much on physique. I don't know. Instead of wrestling ability. But this match was a lot of fun. Uh, Alistair Black picked up the victory, but it was hard-hitting, and I think definitely this was my favorite match. Would you say I'm a better booker than you? <laughs> uh, I would say maybe. Maybe. Like, if I said somebody was not good, would you trust me enough to believe that that person was not good? Yeah. Or would you, you would first fight it for months and then be like, oh, wow, he's right. No, I would fight it for months. Well, I would, in my mind, know that you're correct. But, but out of 
the goodness of like being me, I would definitely deny it. And I would challenge you for a bunch of a few months. And then once I actually <laughs> figure that I don't have a leg to stand on or anything like that, then I'd finally be like, yeah, no, I agreed with you for the entire time. But so, you, but you didn't. So, yeah. So up next was for the NXT Women's Championship in a triple threat match. You had Asuka, the champion, defeating Amber Moon and Nikki Cross. Uh, fun match, especially to see uh, what's her face Nikki to Cross? see no Ember Moon oh, Ember in the Moon. ring take it on Asuka, who Ember Moon is supposed to be the next person in line for the title. Nikki Cross, very a uh, fireball, uh, smaller wrestler, but very fast in the ring. And Asuka picked up the victory after pity Nikki Cross hitting her with that little that sidekick that sidekick that she does a pin. A pin? Yeah, I would have assumed a, a, a submission. No, uh, it was a submission. It's interesting. Yeah, she hit her, kicked her in the head. Uh, yeah, and then next up was Killian Dade and Alexander Wolf taking on Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, no one in the crowd knew. So in order to chant for them, they were chanting based off of their the color of their shoes. So you had, I think Dawkins was in red shoes and Ford was in white shoes. So when they were cheering for Dawkins, they were just chanting red shoes. So this, Eric Young was at ringside too, and he was playing this up big time. And it was really funny. He was challenging the, he was going back to like TNA, Eric Young. Like he was like challenging. Oh, it was like, like comedic? Yeah, he was like challenging. Yeah, this match was very comedic to the, uh, outside of Dade, Wolf and Young were. Eric Young was, like, playing to the crowd, like, challenging him to throw a punch at him and telling him, like, like trying to get them to stop chanting red shoes and just play it off. And then Wolf was having a lot of fun with this match, too. I guess he does a lot of uh, thrashing around during the ring, uh, during the match. And it's, uh, it's weird because I'm, like, trying to figure out where he fits into sanity. But I guess that's the entire thing. He doesn't fit in because it, he's not really sane. Uh, it, it just, I don't know. It's just, it's just different, but it was a good match. Wolf did really well. Dade did really well. I was surprised. Killian Dade isn't that tall. He was just as tall as Eric Young, I think. Like he was Killian only Dane, a little bit Killian, taller. Yeah. Killian Dane is, uh, six, three and Eric Young is six foot. Yeah. I thought Killian Dane was a lot taller. I guess maybe um, because he's like weight wise is bigger. Yeah, I mean, not not to take away from that, the guy's a a big dude. But and then when he got into the ring, he did definitely did a lot of work. And Dawkins and Ford knew exactly how to play up the crowd as well, and they did a good job too. I mean, he's, he's, he's taller than Wolf. Yeah. Uh huh. But not by much. No, uh, like an inch. Yeah. Uh. This actually led into the next match because Dana Wolf and Eric Young just beat down Dawkins and Ford, and that led Ty Dillinger's theme song to hit. Crowd went crazy. He came on out, started trying to fight them off, gets attacked, beaten down by all three of them. Dawkins and Ford help him out, make the save. Dane Wolf, Dawkins, Ford head to the back, leaving Dillinger and Eric Young in the ring, and it's an official match. 
Uh, it was a good match. Dillinger and Young, it was a lot of fun. I was really impressed with Dillinger. His ability to just play off the crowd and his moveset was a lot of fun. Uh, and Eric Young, you know what you're getting. How does it feel that I, th- I think it's been nine years maybe? Eight or nine years since you saw Eric Young wrestle live? Uh, has it missed a beat? Has it skipped a beat, I guess? I think when we saw him the last time, he was Super Eric, though. I will either he was Super Eric or he was on Team Canada. No, definitely not Team Canada because I have a Super Eric autograph. Or did he betray both characters that night? No, I'm pretty sure he was definitely Super Eric. Oh. But very good. I'm sure Dillinger is going to be back up that onto the main roster very soon. Eric Young, I'm, I don't know if I see him as, as NXT champion, though. I don't know. It's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they play his character and stuff. But maybe it's more because he was going with the comedic route on the outside of the ring that kind of like uh, tainted it a little bit. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the main event... You had Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Shinsuke Nakamura picking up the victory over NXT Tag Team Champs, the authors of Pain, and NXT Champion Bobby Roode. This match was was awesome. Um, it was kind of funny because everyone wanted to see Nakamura take it on Roode. So, of course, uh, they have one of the guys from Authors of Pain start off in the match, and him and Nakamura going at it. Well, no, right even before they locked up and stuff. Bobby Roode tells him, you, like, yells to the crowd, you want me to come in, you want me? And then he tags in, and then he gets into the ring, and him and Nakamura about to lock up, and then Bobby Roode just tags right back out. And I thought it was an awesome heel move. It kind of gives it to the crowd a little bit, and it rips it right out from them. I thought it was just awesome and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it was a great event. Gargano, it was questionable whether or not he injured his leg. Because he was playing up a shin injury from uh, a nice spot that they did together on the outside of the ring. But overall, the crowd loved it. Um, it was it was cool. I thought it was really nice to see the WW, uh, WWE Universe in such a small setting. And I look forward to going to a future NXT event. I don't know if I'll ever get to one at the Barclays Center. There's no the. Right? Huh? There's no the. <laughs> Yeah, at, at Barclays Center, but I definitely would attend another smaller NXT event for sure. Dude, just go to TakeOver Brooklyn. Who's wrestling? Uh, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> David, it's February. All right, but you're the booker, book it. Who's wrestling? Main event is probably Bobby Roode versus, ooh, this is many months from now. Who would be in line for a championship? Maybe it could be. Could I don't know. That's no. Cassius? Yeah, it could be. KO I mean, versus... he's supposed to debut on NXT next week. And, or re-debut. And he's, you got the WrestleMania takeover first. And then you have the SummerSlam takeover. So maybe Cassius Odo by then. Yeah. And, and I, it, I, think it's, I think it's August 27th. I mean, women's champ, maybe Ember Moon? I don't know. It, it, that's going to be difficult to take the title off of Asuka. 
I think that they will take it off her. I just hope I think, that it's I think your, one of the... your idea was smarter that that they should have done. With the painted? Yeah, where the, they, like, one of them pinned each other, and then, like, Asuka never actually lost the match, but she yeah, lost the I, title. Yeah, I think that that would have... I still hope that one of them do pick up the Women's Championship before Ember Moon. I think that would just be a lot of fun and good good television to watch on NXT, you know? Yeah. That would be just fun to watch. But, yeah. Yeah, so overall, definitely go check out NXT on the road in Florida. Whatever. If you ever get a chance, definitely go see it. Yeah. So. But this past Sunday, there was a WWE pay-per-view. The Elimination Chamber at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, they added a pre-show match after we finished recording last week. Uh, of course, as we, always. But we both would have picked Mojo Rawley over Kurt Hawkins anyway. Yeah, uh, we touched base right before, and we both said Mojo. Um, who I was first of all, I was disappointed that there was no upside down frown in this. Because I need Kurt Hawkins to be on TV more and more and use the upside down frown so it could get into WWE 2K18. I thought for sure it would have been in like two or three years ago, and for whatever reason it wasn't. And for those what, of you who have what is no the upside idea, down frown? It's the it's the scoop slam that Norman Smiley used. Oh. To do. It's like the twisting one. How don't they have that in the video game? I don't know. I don't know, but they, I I hope. And it, it's so stupid. Like they didn't like. Like, at one point, Hawkins goes for... Like, he's, like, going for a spear. But, like, they don't give backstory as to why he's doing the spear. Well, I think everybody knows why. Yeah, but even still, if you're doing commentary, and that's, like, the number one priority. It's like, oh, and Kurt Hawkins is going for a spear. Of course, Kurt Hawkins used to be an edgehead. Yeah, like Shades of Edge. Like, something like that. Like, oh, uh, get a Jordan. But maybe they don't want any association with Edge because he was going to lose the match. Uh, I don't know. So Maybe that's the reason. I, have, I honestly have no idea with commentary these days. I don't, really don't know. I, in commentary in general, I really I have no clue. But who yeah. won? Who won predictions? You did five to three. Score five to three. Nice. Uh, yeah, I only got three correct, but it's okay. Uh, you curious which ones you picked wrong? Or you know? Um. You picked two wrong. Well, Nikki and Natalia is, is moot, I guess. Because we, yeah. it, it went to a double count out. Yeah. Who did I pick wrong? Um. Did I say Bray Wyatt will win? Yeah, you did. Ooh, which did I pick wrong? You did. Did I pick... I don't know. Which ones did I say wrong? Mickey James I picked, right? Yeah. And I picked Ziggler? No. Mickey James is where you went wrong. That was it? The only one? Yeah. And then I marked out Nikki wrong. Because we could have said uh, DQ or... Double count out and stuff, but we did it. 
But if you want to count that as a scratch that you just got, that is five to uh, four to two. But yeah, Biggie James. Yeah, Good so job. the first first matchup on the actual pay per view itself was Becky Lynch defeating Mickey James. Uh, I thought this match was really good. What did you like about it? I what I don't know. What did you did you not like it? Uh huh. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh huh. I said, did you not like it? Oh well, truth be told, I asked you that because I thought you were going to talk longer. I had to grab a tissue to blow my nose. You're such so. <laughs> all right uh yeah no i actually did like it mickey james was working on mickey lynch's arm the entire match it seemed like i did not like uh morrow saying that mickey james did a seated senton off the turnbuckle was it that her finisher a s- no oh she used to do the merry-go-round no no, she would do the... It's like a Fez press. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but what was it called? I didn't know she had a name for it. Yeah, because he called it the seated senton. And I thought she had a name for it. I Off don't... The no, it's just a Fez press. Yeah, well, he said seated senton. Uh, and then she rocked uh, Becky Lynch with the chick, chick kick. After. Which I still, I don't know at what point that changed. The Mick kick, first of all. Oh. But, like, I don't I don't understand that because the the whole reason why a Mick kick was a Mick kick was because the chick kick that she took from Trish, Trish Stratus, Stratus, and it was just yeah. a roundhouse kick. Yeah. Now this was the reverse roundhouse kick, which it used to be called the long kiss goodnight. She used to kiss her opponent before doing it. Uh-huh. I think. So that Definitely like I don't know good. at what point that became the mid kick. I'm not too sure. I, I I almost feel like they just started calling it that at when she returned at, at Takeover Toronto. But I really Maybe. don't know. Maybe. Uh well next up you had Cruz and Kalisto taking on Ziggler. Uh Cruz came out, no harm. Kalisto comes out, gets attacked by Ziggler from behind. And Take out, takes up, out the LED board. Yeah, LED board doesn't even make it 20 minutes into the pay-per-view. The Minitron, yeah. But Kalisto, that wasn't the end of the Kalisto. He comes back later on in the match. Uh, but before he came back, it was a good back and forth with Cruz and Ziggler. Yeah. Um, nothing too special, though. It was kind of basic, no? I'm, well... Yeah, I guess. I think the 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 juicier part happens afterwards. Okay, so let's get to that juicy part. Kalisto finally comes limping his way back. Uh, referee trying to hold him up. Gets back in the ring. Helps out. Cruz picks up the victory, but then Dolph Ziggler just loses it once again. Uses uh, first he takes out Kalisto on the apron, then uses a chair on Cruz. And proceeds to wrap the chair around Cruz's ankle and stomp on it. Yeah. Not once, but twice, I believe. And then Kalisto gets back in the ring and goes, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know where they're going with this. I'm not too sure either, but I'm, 
Am I curious? I don't know. It's not making me think anything more of Ziggler. It's. I feel like it's. They're kind of giving us a stalemate for now with Ziggler. Yeah. So up next was the tag team turmoil match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, last week, I thought for whatever reason, I thought the turmoil match was going to be all teams standing on the apron at once. I, I knew it was a gauntlet match, yet I said that. I don't know why I said it. But uh, Alpha American ended up picking up the victory by eliminating the Ascension last. Yeah. And uh, the match the match started. Heath Slater and Rhino were first out. Second was Brazongo. Heath Slater eliminated Brazongo. Vaud Villains out after that. Eliminated the Vaud Villains. After that were the Usos. Usos took out Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, out after that, American Alpha. They defeated Usos. Usos beat down American Alpha. So that was like very clear that like, oh, uh, duh. Usos are going to be next in line for whatever reason for a title shot. And I was actually surprised at the finish of this. I thought for sure this would have ended up with Ascension. Because after, yes, because the Usos left American Alpha laying there completely out. Ascension made their way out for the match and uh, basically dominated a bunch of it. And then uh, Alpha, American Alpha with a quick, very quick comeback out of nowhere. But I'm okay with that quick comeback. I know you, eh? It's because it, I don't know, it just came out, I thought it was too sudden. Like, Jason Jordan was out, completely out, and then just like, nope, I could get up and we could hit this move. Yeah. But I, but I, was, uh-huh. very, I was very happy that the Ascension were last to, to come out. Uh, I thought since they did win that match on SmackDown last week, they should have had some sort of, like, you get to be the last team out. And they, they were. But I think it would have been nice if they, like, mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like if that uh, like if that battle royal last week had like a stipulation, I mean the tag team uh, match had a, a stipulation where all oh, the winning team, the winning team with on the team gets to be the last team in. But they didn't have it. But I was still absolutely happy with that. Uh, some parts here, I mean, for the majority, how could you not think Ascension was going to win? I I mean. Once Usos took them out, I I started actually really hoping that it was going to be them. But I, I'm I'm glad that they didn't, because because I just just that would have been horrible build up to become tag team champions off of. I well, if they were, I'm happy that they weren't because if they were, I would definitely see them as transitional champions. But then it's like, who else would who would it go to from there? Who would it go to from there? I'm not too sure. There's really not. Like, they kind of try to play Brazongo sometimes as faces. But, like, ultimately they come off as heels. And the only other face team is Slater and Rhino. Yeah. So, are they going to become two-time champions? I don't think so. I don't know. But I'm still, I said it last week. 
Uh, I'm still, I still have, I absolutely have high hopes for the Ascension. I would definitely not mind seeing it. I think that they are talented, but they, they're the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions. But the one, I don't understand. What, I definitely think that they need a new finisher. Why? I like the Wasteland. I think I want to see another. Then keep that, but I want to see something in addition to that. Something else. I want to see something else, but I mean, I I, I, I did like their face paint. I meant first of all, that. I meant I meant Fallen Man. The Fallen Man. Yeah, it's not called the Wasteland. The Wasteland was what they were called with Cody Rhodes, right? Or the Cosmic yeah. Wasteland. That, yeah, Cosmic Wasteland. But, but yeah, they they've been coming off with some really sick face paint recently. Yeah, I think so. It was really cool. Um, next up, you ended up having Natalia pick up the victory over Nikki. I this is all you because I wrote down nothing about this match because I don't care about this match. It's unfortunate. It's very very unfortunate because. This is a match stemming from Survivor Series. And Survivor Series was in November. So... Why? It's basically like... I guess just over two two months worth of feud. But I don't think it's been executed properly. It yeah. stems from, oh, who took out Nikki Bella at Survivor Series? It was Carmella. Turns out Nikki goes on to feud with Carmella. Carmella's like, it wasn't me, it was Natalia. And then that basically triggers a f- whatever, one, a month and a half long feud with, with Nikki and Natalia. Yeah. And to top it off, this match ends in a double countout. It's pointless to me. Maybe it'll end next week on SmackDown. Is it pointless to you? Yeah. I really didn't understand why we had to... I don't understand why this is continuing. Yeah, I don't know. But next week, hopefully it's over and we'll see the end of that and they go on to do other things. WrestleMania, this is literally the road to WrestleMania. There's still, I think, six weeks now to WrestleMania. So uh-huh. you got to fill the time. And unfortunately, I feel like they're filling it up with crud, especially when it comes to this. Seven, they had that rumor weeks. about what? Seven weeks, I think. Yeah. Six, just, just over six, I think. So... Yes, I don't know what, what like, Nikki, is. she's going to be leaving after WrestleMania, but she's not going to be retiring. Uh-huh. So, but like, that's, like, a thing. What do you do with the women at WrestleMania? Raw will have one match, SmackDown will have one match, and then they'll have, like, a, I feel another. like it's... You can't I have four like women's matches. So maybe, maybe they could do some sort of, like, inter... I don't even want to see an interbrand match, even where where it becomes Raw versus SmackDown for one match, because it'd be just so I, watered down. Because you have 
you want all your main players. You should have 100%. There should be a SmackDown Women's Championship match and a Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. I agree. Whether both. or not whether or not both of them make it onto the card uh, as opposed to the pre-show, I don't know. But I think that would be a shame if both of them weren't. Yeah, they definitely should both be on the the main card. And then that goes to, like, will there be another women's match on the pre-show? It's, it's tough to see who is going to be in the title picture. As of right now, Naomi is champion. But uh-huh. it, there's still seven weeks. Yeah. But Nikki Bella versus Natalia should have ended months ago. And it's not even really been out for months. But whatever. Randy Orton up next defeated Luke Harper. Awesome match. Uh, yeah, it was good. But... What, what, wait, Again. hold on. What do you mean it was good? No, it was good. I don't, it's not like I don't have anything to complain about it. I just wish, okay, I just wish Luke Harper won, but it'd be stupid for Randy Orton to not win. Exactly. I mean, we both knew that Randy Orton was going to win, which I agree he should have won coming off of Royal Rumble. Uh, but. I thought that this was a really fun match. If it wasn't for that elimination chamber, I this was definitely match of the night. Would you agree with that? I don't know why. Why like what and what? I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't, thought I didn't find this, it like that great. I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I liked the end where Harper rocked Randy Orton with the sidekick follow up with the power bomb. And then goes for the discus lariat, and then gets rocked with the uh, gets blocked, and then gets hit with an RKO. I thought that that was a great way to end it, and it was an, I, I thought it was fun. It was just a fun match to watch. I guess maybe I, I just wanted more. I don't know. Just wanted more. Okay. I, and honestly, I liked the next match better. Really? Yeah. For the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Naomi finally is Women's Champion. She defeated Alexa Bliss. All right, so why? I I don't know. I don't know. You you thought the ending was messed up. I don't know. I I rewatched it. It it wasn't messed up. It just it just looked like it when I watched it really quickly. I think because she did the Starship paint so quick, like she hit the ropes and then finished it, and it looked like she nailed her with the knees instead of the body. She didn't do Starship Pain. I don't know, whatever it's Just called. It's a split-legged moonsault. Yeah. Um, but it was a good match, but I'm not... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it was better than Order versus Harper. I don't. For me, I don't know. I guess because I had more invested in knowing that Randy Orton was going to win that over... Oh, my God. I think Naomi could actually become champion right now. Ah. Uh-huh. Because it's been something I've been saying for years, literally years. I, probably since this podcast has started, I've been saying Naomi needs to be champion. I said it last week. And now yeah. Naomi is finally champion. I mean, you were a big fan of him for a long time, to- uh, of her for a long time. How do you even, even how does that happen? Even, <laughs> even convincing me that uh, she had talent. Yeah, so took, see, that now did. that goes back to the thing. Do you think? You can trust my judgment in who's good and who's bad. Of course I can. <laughs> Why can't other people see it? Or maybe I'm just blind. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. 
But yeah, she because she was very impressive on NXT. A lot of people were like, oh, she's terrible, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't think so. And me and Silva were like, no, nah, she's she's pretty good. She's pretty good. And then finally convinced you, and you were like, Naomi should be champion. I think <laughs> I it all... It all what? I was the first one to say that. <laughs> I think it all... It, I think it might have all changed for you when we saw her at, at, uh, at TLC versus Eve. In uh, 2012, 2013? I'm actually not too sure. When we saw the Brooklyn Brawler, you were like, it would never work. He would never show up and wrestle. And then he showed up and wrestled. And I marked out. Basically, yeah. Yeah. What a weird team. It was Brooklyn Brawler and, uh, and Miz and Del Rio, I think. Teaming up. But, yeah, uh, yeah, talk was, about mid card. It was 2012. Brawler. So. And, yeah. Oh wait. Wait, what? I'm so confused Uh-oh. right now. Oh, Brandon's confused. What's happening? I'm oh super confused right now. Oh, okay, okay, right. Oh, I, don't even, I literally, back, I don't even remember point. seeing that match. Cause I, I remember I remember seeing Eve versus Naomi for the Divas Championship, and uh, and here I'm going through the matches and I see Naomi on the pre-show, having defeated Caitlyn last, eliminating her last in a Santa's Little Helpers Battle Royal, which determined the new number one contender. Which that's fantastic booking. Let's just put a bunch of women in a match and then that there's your pay-per-view match but yeah so I think that was the turning point for you that that match specifically Eve Torres defeating Naomi yeah where you were actually because everyone there was a lot of people that went to the bathroom then yeah and we we did it we were paying attention actually no you didn't go then then how did I get that picture I think that was the the battle royal maybe Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, all right. Well, Naomi is finally champion. Uh, Are you happy? I am. I'm ecstatic. There you go. He is. (laughs) Even though it doesn't sound like it, but like, it's just like something that, like, it's just, it's just like, I don't know, satisfying. It's very satisfying knowing that she's champion. So, are you getting satisfaction? I'm not getting satisfaction. Oh, I said huh. I said I was. It was satisfying, not satisfying. Ah, so he's getting satisfaction. Okay. Well, the main event is what I got satisfaction from. Bray Wyatt picked up the victory over the champion John Cena, The Miz, Ambrose, Corbin in the Elimination Chamber. Did you say Miz? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I said The Miz. Oh, yeah. Now, see, why do you say The Miz and not The Miz? I don't know. The Miz. The Rave. The Rave. Dave. The Rave. Dave. The Rave. I don't know. Yeah, so the first two in the match were Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose. Uh, After that, Miz's pod opened. Miz just stayed in the... Stayed in. 
in the in his pod for the time Wait, being. Corbin wasn't the first one in. Yeah, he was. It, it, was match, it AJ? No, the match started with Corbin and Ambrose. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure AJ was the last person out. I'm not too well, sure about that. Not the last last person out. The, I don't think so. I think AJ started it off. Oh hell no! You're right. It was Cena and AJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. I was, I was gonna say I definitely remember AJ in there. Yeah, no, it was Cena versus AJ. That's so stupid. I don't know All why right. I thought it was Corbin and Ambrose. I don't know either. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. All right. Hopefully that doesn't mess up any of your notes. <laughs> No, it was Cena and AJ out first. The Miz did say in his pod when he was in it, but he was the last person to be in. Yeah. Uh, Miz stayed in. All right, so where do you want to start? Well, they, AJ, well, AJ no, and Cena no, did a gonna great cut you job. Going to cut you off? Going to cut you yeah, off there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to start with the fact that this was a brand new Elimination Chamber. They, they had said, Stephanie McMahon, I believe, did an interview saying that it was very difficult um, to find arenas, especially how new arenas are built with, like, the, 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 the size, I guess. It was very difficult for new arenas to have room to fit the Elimination Chamber. Really? That's why? Yeah, because it was gigantic. The thing weighed 10, 10 tons, I believe. Very difficult to... to travel with so i guess they took the year off last year and came up with a new elimination chamber match which it kind of it felt like a it felt like i was watching a completely different match really it's it's taller i think it was like 25 26 feet high as opposed to probably like 16 feet high maybe even Lower than that. Uh huh. Um, the the steel grates are no longer. It's like padded grates now. A lot safer. The I don't know what the the doors and stuff are made of. It wasn't like plexiglass. It was just like it was just like plastic. I guess that's what pl- plexiglass really is. But yeah, it didn't break like like it normally broke. But they have lights at the top now. There's a giant cutout with the WWE logo in the center of it, which I still think there could be like an easily... I don't know how easy it is to climb up there. I don't see anybody ever climbing up there. Yeah, but they have windows up there, so the windows have to be for some Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, Landstorm. Calm down. Yeah, I don't know why... (laughs) Sorry. All I I picture is Landstorm listening to our podcast... Being very rated. Let me be serious for a moment. I don't think he understood what I meant when I said that. I said it would be a it would be a cool place for them to fight up there. And what did he say to me? I don't remember. He goes, "You're oh." He said, "There's a door. You're worried about somebody escaping from the top, or whatever." It's like, no, I wasn't worried about them getting out of the chamber. I was just saying it'd be a cool place for them for them to do a spot. It's like, it's not like, I don't think it's such a bad thing. 
Definitely not the safest thing. Right. Definitely not. And then everyone, like, came back with, like, oh, ask Homicide how easy it was. Because they Uh, had the asylum cage in TNA. Right? It was Homicide? Yeah. We got stuck. Completely different. Completely 100% different kind of cage. Not really the best in shape either. But it wasn't – it was a completely different cage. There's no – grip whatsoever in that TNA cage for somebody to get on and it just steal bars that go all the way to the top. No foot grips or anything. These are chains. It's literally squares of chain. Yeah. A lot easier to climb if you have the upper body core. How many times have you done that? Me? Yeah. Climb. To know that it's easy. What? To know that it's easier. You, it's got footholds. You've ever, you've ever climbed up a chain? No. Uh, what, what, what would I even call it? A steel cage? Not, it's not a steel cage, but like a, a, like a chain. I'm not talking about wrestling here. <laughs> no, something with those, a with the chains. Mesh. No, I'm not talking about pro wrestling. A dog collar. Like a jungle gym. They got half, half of the side oh. of the chains. Half of the side is the tires. So like a McDonald's playground where a hardcore match goes on. No, not a, a McDonald's play thing. Huh. Interesting. You don't think it'd be easier to climb than steel, steel bars that don't have any foot grip? No, it's definitely easier to climb. So? So? Why are you arguing with this? But yeah, this match was really <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, a lot was take going on during this match. I love the fact that you had Barry Corbin. All right, at first I was really annoyed that Barry Corbin got eliminated by the uh, by Dean Ambrose really quickly because he was lining up the Miz, and then Dean Ambrose. Uh, well, first the Miz was was his pod opened up. Everyone, Corbin, first of all, everyone got in the match without before being eliminated. Yeah, which is fun. I said eliminated weird. But hold up. So the pod opens up. The Miz is standing there petrified that he's looking dead on with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's in the ring. Dean Ambrose comes up behind him. Quick roll up. Picks up the victory. I guess, I I guess really, that's why. That's why I completely forgot about Cena and AJ. And I was really, really annoyed. But then Baron Corbin proceeded to just beat the crap out of Dean Ambrose. Hitting him finally with the end of days. Once he gets escorted out, the door is closed. The Miz scurries out of his pod, picks up a quick pinfall over the Miz, and I thought it was—I thought it was a lot of fun. It was good booking, considering that the Miz is the was the Intercontinental Champion. You, you mean Ambrose? Out there, uh, well, before him, it was the Miz. No, well, Miz eliminated Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, but Miz lost the championship to Ambrose. Right, but no, I think you said yeah, Miz. I think you said Miz eliminated Miz. Uh, well, that's not. I was in the train of thought, but I like the fact that Miz eliminated Ambrose, considering that the Miz lost the IC belt to Ambrose, and the factor of Baron Corbin. Now he's competing for with Ambrose for the IC belt. I really like that a lot. Uh. Then you had the Miz hit his hot spots. He ended up going with the uh, Daniel Bryan kicks to Bray Wyatt and John Cena. What did you think about or AJ Styles? But what did you think about that spot? Good or bad? Why? Why would it be bad? I don't know. Just asking. I do like that. He his kicks are seem like they're getting better. Is uh, 
kick throwing. But then you had the German, the triple German suplex, where John Cena had, I believe it was AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt that he German suplexed. That was a lot of fun. And then the end of the match, I mean, it was coming down to the wire. Well, before, the, I mean, is Miz still in this or no? Uh, depends on which way, what you want to go with. Well, I liked how John Cena eliminated Miz. Because that can fuel the fire for those internet rumors for the WrestleMania match. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Where Miz goes, you cost me my shot at winning the WWE Championship. And then somehow it turns into Nikki and John versus Maurice and Miz. If that's going to happen, who knows? They definitely lit a, a spark for to yeah, have that as a possibility. Yeah, door open. Yeah. I also I like that Tower of Doom spot. That wasn't quite like a Tower of Doom. Yeah, that was a cool spot. Uh, yeah, also I had a lot of wrestlers diving off the top of the pod, which was cool. Ambrose and is nuts. Cena. Ambrose is nuts, man. And yeah, Cena dove, he did the crossbody. But Ambrose did it to the outside. Yeah. He's just, like, he'll do anything. He really will. Oh, that Ambrose. Uh, yeah, but then Bray White, sister Abigail, sister Abigail, uh, picking up a victory over Cena, and then following that, going one-on-one with AJ Styles, picks up the victory, reversing the flying forearm. And the crowd erupted. It was just, it was awesome seeing him win. Yeah. And it's uh, like, that's also a satisfying win, a satisfying victory. Because yeah. for years we've been cool. saying, how is Bray Wyatt not champion? Yeah. And now he's finally champion. He should have maybe even come into WWE debuting on the, when he debuted on the main roster, he should have like, that should have been like one of the top priorities. What, the championship? Yeah, to get him into that scene and, and actually control it. Because the Wyatt family came in, they were unstoppable. Well, I think the problem was the Husky Harris chance. So he couldn't do it too quickly until those chances faded away. Yeah, well, I don't know. But, but it's, it's crazy even that... Still, I mean, what were you going to say? No, but even still, there's many opportunities where you yeah, were like, pull the, trigger, pull the trigger. Yeah. Or he should have won this match. He should have won that match. Whether it's Undertaker, John Cena, uh, Daniel Bryan, he should have won this match, that match. But no, any order. And it's crazy that Bray Wyatt won his first main roster championship two months ago. Was the tag team championships with Randy Orton and Luke Harper, who defended it also. Yeah. So. It's like he, that's what I was telling you with like missed opportunities off air. With, like, championships-wise? Yeah. Like, I said... Who did I say was a missed opportunity? Do you remember? For the women's championship? It was Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. I don't recall. I forget who else. But, like, as far as the actual NXT championship goes, I think Bray Wyatt, that's, like, kind of a, a miss. Yeah, I agree. But at least they finally nailed it. They finally pulled the trigger on him. So far... So far. Hopefully, like, hopefully it's not like a quick, the end type of situation. I sure hope not. Um, all right, so that is the Elimination Chamber. Let's get on and let's talk about some pro wrestling 
Yeah, sports entertainment. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opened up with Stephanie McMahon giving Mick Foley the night off. Or saying that she gave Mick Foley the night off. Because he must have been tired last week when he was being so... I don't know, how would you describe it? Being uh, such, such, I don't know, it was kind of childish, but I get where Foley's coming from. Uh, uh, due, to, due to him announcing Samoa Joe the, the way he did. Uh, Which this just led to Roman Reigns coming out, saying he wanted a match with Strowman now. He didn't want to wait till Fastlane. And she was like, he's already got a match, no go. And she threatened him and said, you know, I can make it so you don't even have a WrestleMania match. And then the club came out and they stuck stuck up for Stephanie. Mm. And then they challenged him to a two-on-one match, which Stephanie set it up. Obliged. Which it was yeah. weird. She introduced it by saying, she brought up Teddy Long, which like, she was like, oh, I, in the new WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long's whatever, you got a two-on-one match. Holla, holla, holla. But it's like, if you're going to bring up Teddy Long, you would have assumed it would be like a tag team match. Right? Uh, That's what he was like. No. He is very famous for setting up tag team matches. Okay, yeah. If it was Teddy Long, it would have been tag team. But... I thought that. What did you think about this match? I thought that they did a good job double teaming Reigns, keeping him in control. But it's like it, I went into this match. For, well, first of all, before the match even starts, let's just say that that Roman Reigns they 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 all fought, and they they got separated by the referees. But I didn't like this match as a, as a whole because I went into it. It's like, okay, if Roman Reigns loses, then he looks bad. Yeah. But if the club loses, they're the tag team champions. Then they look bad. But the finish of it was fine. I, mm, the finish of the match was fine. The finish of the segment, I don't think so. Because Roman Reigns picked up the victory over the club by disqualification. I'm fine with the fact that Roman Reigns lost because the club kept beating him up and not listening to the referee. But it, then it's like Roman Reigns, they're, they're wrestling him. They go to put him up for the magic killer. Fights out of it. And then... Roman Reigns literally takes out two people at the same time. To me, that makes the club look weak. I don't think mm -hmm. you should be able to get out, get away from the club, especially when the club had a chair. I don't know. I'm okay with it because it is Roman Reigns. Uh, it's like I mean, all it's... these, they're doing all these things that like they're building somebody up to look strong. But in my eyes, I don't, I just can't see it. I just, I can't see something like that. And yeah, it happened later on in the night too with Strowman, but I'll save that for when when that match actually happens. Yeah, 
So, uh, next up, you had New Day cutting a promo, leading up to Kofi Kingston picking up the victory over Bo Dallas. They had they they had blueprints for ice cream, which Bo Dallas ripped up. But like they like I don't know if they're gonna ever actually have ice cream, and it's gonna be very disappointing if they don't have the ice cream. And if the and by ice cream I mean obviously we we all want ice cream bars WWE ice cream bars same as the ones that they used to have. If they have New Day ice cream that they're in, introducing and it's just gonna be like a, a gallon of ice cream or something, I don't want that. I cannot see that. Or a pint. Huh? Imagine a pint, if they pint brand, of if they ice cream. Imagine they bread together for like a special with uh, Hagen Dazs. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Ben and, ben and Jerry's. Uh, it would be Budios. It would be. Budios. It would be vanilla. The milk, the ice cream flavor would be cereal milk or vanilla, and it would have bits and pieces of of Budios in it. But it would be like different kind of Budios because you can't just put like those kind of marshmallows. I don't think in an ice cream. Uh, yeah, why not? I don't know. You could have, like, chocolate-covered unicorns or chocolate-covered trombones. Unicorn horns? Yeah. So if, it's, if, that, if that's the case, then, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine with that. If, if Ben and Jerry's was like, hey, guys, guess what? We got New Day ice cream. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to go to the <laughs> store and buy New Day ice cream. But uh, ultimately, we all hope it's ice cream bars. So, yeah, as long as and there's nothing. Priced reasonably. As long as there's no. What did you say? <laughs> priced reasonably. Oh yeah, and as long as there's no like crazy, like items inside the Budios ice cream, I'd be good. What kind of items? I don't know. Like they're like, oh, here's coffee beans or something. Here's coffee. here's. Bacon, candied bacon. Ugh. People eat candied bacon. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad. I wouldn't have it on my ice cream, though, I don't think. You never know, man. People do it. They do it. Yeah. They do it. But this match, I was hoping that uh, it was going to be a tag team match. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. It was just a filler match to keep New Day on the TV because they're the longest reigning WWE. Not longest reigning. They were the longest reigning. WWE Tag Team Champions. Yeah. But this match had me excited. I thought Bo Dallas was about to win at one point after he hit that, like, what would you call it, an overdrive? From the top uh, rope? I don't really know what sure. to call it. But he hit that move from the the slingshot overdrive. I don't know, whatever you want to call it from the top rope. And uh, I was hoping he'd win, kind of, but that didn't happen. No, it did not. But next up, you ended up having... Oh, I like I did like after the match the empty uh, bootio is all over Bo Dallas. Oh yeah, I tweeted about that. I said uh, I said New Day's trying to get a new winning animation for Two K eighteen because they have that's funny because like after you win the match, some, like they have like cutscenes and stuff sometimes. Uh, like Jake Roberts will put the snake on you. That's um, cool. Ted DiBiase last year. It's in this year's game, but he's only a manager this year. But uh, he would put the money stuff the money in your mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, they have special cutscene animations. It'd be funny to have New Day shoving your mouth with bootios. You should have tagged Big E in them. 
Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, you should. They'll check it. They'll like it. They'll retweet. Well, they they like us. They've never done that so far, so I don't think they have. They do. They listen. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I don't doubt that at least one of them have listened to our episode. Kofi, I would assume, but <laughs> Kofi, we're we're looking at you and your you you and your car mates. Yeah. But uh, up next, you had Jack Gallagher defeating Noam Dar, which uh, it's funny because at multiple points during this, Alicia Fox would yell, do you need your umbrella? And I would hear yeah. that, but I didn't see it was coming from her mouth. I thought it was just like a fan yelling that. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. I was like, oh, snap, did you hear somebody just yell? But then I was like, oh, wait, it's Alicia Fox. But... Uh, I'm not. I'm still not a fan of his finisher. I like his that moveset. Drop uh, Gallagher. Kick you don't like? Huh? You don't like that corner drop kick? No, it's too basic for me. It's like a slingshot drop kick, not slingshot, uh, but like I don't a know. Miss, not a missile either. I don't know how to describe it. A locomotive drop kick. I'm just not a fan of it. I think that he could do something more. Well, Neville came out afterwards and held up the title. Which I yeah. thought I thought the Dudley boys were about to return. Yeah, you thought that too. <laughs> Wait, did you really think that? No, not at all. Oh, you're such. Because <laughs> I, I and I as soon as I as soon as I realized it was Neville, I was like, that's so stupid. Like, how could you think the Dudley boys were coming out? Yeah, but Neville did come out, and nothing happened with that. Uh, next out, talking about coming out and nothing happening. Emelina making her. Debut, re-debut, uh, on Monday Night Raw, but says that she's now going as Emma again? She said, Question you've mark. waited 17 weeks to see the transformation into em- from Emma to Emmalina. I feel like I'm watching Crocodile Dundee and here, trying to describe his puberty. Here I am. <laughs> and now... You're wait more for the transformation of Emelina back to Emma. It's like listening to Crocodile Dundee describe the metamorphosis of like a butterfly going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. I was happy though to see that Emma will be back because I was never fully because I couldn't get behind Emelina because I didn't know what the heck it was going to be. Yeah, well, how can anybody get behind Emelina when you don't know? And it was reported that the reason why they did this was because they they, they kept pushing it back was because they 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 kept not getting what they wanted from her, which they wanted it to be like a character similar to Sable or the Cat. Ah, uh-huh. but I just even like I just I don't see that at all. I, I'm still curious as to where they were trying to go with this. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Sable, obviously, it was like, what is it? I'm the, for all the men who want me and all the women who want to be me. It was something like that. And the cat would just flash her breasts. So I don't know. I, don't, I really don't understand in what sense they wanted it to be like the cat. I mean, that's not the only thing she did, but uh-huh. there was a lot of times where 
I feel like more than once at least that that she did that on television. Yeah. So I don't know. I just don't know what they would have wanted from Emma, but just just let her go out there and and wrestle. Let her be Emma. Just let her wrestle. I, I mean, oh, that, I don't. That's think who. She, that's I mean, who I said. Hello. NXT. That's who I said. That was the missed opportunity. That I think that was the most the number one missed opportunity for for the NXT Women's Championship was Emma. Uh huh. So. I just I want to see Emma wrestle. I, I mean, I, I don't think that the bubbles popping would have gotten over, but she was well over when she did come that, in. That's the like, thing. No, that's her. the that's the thing. Was that when she was first brought up to the main roster, it was brought in in such a hokey divas storyline way. Yeah, with her that, in the crowd, and yeah, and then later on after that, when she actually like got more more close to debuting, was with Santino. Oh yeah, and they uh-huh. teamed, they teamed her up with Santino, and it's just that was just like completely a hundred percent the wrong thing to do. Yeah, that made her into a total joke. So yeah, and it was that was sad. But then luckily she went back down to NXT and transformed into what we most recently saw, and uh, being yeah, like her, the, her with Dana kind of, Brooke, yeah, kind of like a bully. Yeah, but they didn't go anywhere with that. I mean, I, I would be fine with her still being on NXT roster, to be honest. I would too, but, but it, it, I want to see her back. Well, I want to see her back if they're. I mean, obviously she is, but I want to see her back if they're going to do the do stuff with her, not play around with Emily and Emma. Because this last promo, I thought was just awful and set her set her back. Which I guess is like, do you? I mean. Huh. I have a hard time blaming her for it. I just it's creative, I think. Like you, yeah. you got to like realize you can't like push you push something way too far and you got to realize that like if it's not there, it's not there. You don't wait more and more weeks building it up more and more. Yeah, it's not going to do anything to just build it up more and more weeks. It's going to make everyone okay. Especially if it now seems what? like you had doubts from the start. Yeah. So that I think that's something that falls onto creative there. I think yeah. Emma was completely fine the way she was, what she was doing with. She had, she, I don't know what match it was, but her match last year with Paige, was it Paige? I think so. It was somebody. It was one of the the better matches that we saw of two thousand or Sasha, or yeah, Paige or Sasha. And it's like just let her do what she does. Let her wrestle. She's a good wrestler. Very talented. So, but. hopefully she returns and we see her again. Yeah. So, alright, that's Emelina. Next up, you had Mark Henry taking on Braun Strowman. Uh, Strowman picks up the victory in this match. There is one part where he did use a cheap tactic to get to Mark Henry. What did you think about that? What was the cheap tactic? Uh, the referee was kind of separating them, and then he hit him with a really sti- stiff-looking punch, or a, a good punch, and then to give himself a little bit more momentum. That's like, it's just like that adds to one of those things. Like, I just don't believe this match. What do you mean? 
Like, I, ha- I have a very hard time believing the world's strongest man had a hard time in this match. It's like, a, yes, I get that they're trying to build up Braun Strowman as this monster, but we've already seen Braun Strowman lose. We've already seen him not be a monster. Well, we've seen Mark Henry not be a monster as well. Yeah, but it's still, it's like... Braun Strowman's been on like every week as compared to Mark Henry, who was. I don't know. I don't know why this is, that's holding you back, though. I mean, we've seen Mark I don't Henry. Know. Like, be Mark, not like Mark bad. Henry. Mark Henry goes for the world's strongest slam and falls over. Yeah, because of the weight of. I Strowman. just couldn't do it. don't. I just don't believe it. I don't. I can't believe it. I'm sorry. I, I, liked, I liked Braun Strowman doing that. that running the front drop kick that he did. Yeah, that was good. And I liked the setup for the power slam that he did. It wasn't like a running power slam. I guess because Mark Henry might, like, I don't know if it's because he's too heavy for him. I like that power slam better. But I don't know, man. It's just, I, I don't know. And it's clear that they're just feeding him to to more and more people to try and put him over to make him look good against Reigns. Well, that it's, like, it's just the... like the thing. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't buy the stuff they're doing with Reigns, and I don't buy the stuff they're doing with Strowman. I I buy the stuff that they're doing with Strowman completely. I am actually a big fan of it. It's like next week, Big Show is in the best shape of his life. You want me to believe that Big Show is going to go in there and and. He's not going to be able to take on Strowman. Like, well, we he may we have a know. fighting. He may have a fighting chance, but that doesn't mean he could take on Strowman. I don't, dude. Like, we. I mean, obviously, we know more backstory than WWE tells us. Do you think Shawn Michaels could take on Undertaker? Yeah. Shawn Michaels was a a different wrestler than Undertaker. He had, dude, you're you're being such a mark right now. <laughs> How? You're totally buying into it. That this guy can't be this guy because in real life he's this. No, it's not in real life because no, because Braun Strowman we know more than they tell us. He's yes, he has records and stuff. I'm sure with weightlifting <laughs> and being a strong man. But it just I don't know what it is. I, maybe it might be just the finisher. I think it's just you kind he's of. He's gone through so many finishers that like none of them worked for whatever reason. You can't do the the bear hug choke that he did when he first re-debuted or debuted in general, I guess, since I wouldn't count being a rosebud as debuting. But then he had the reverse choke slam, which just fizzled out. And then they gave him this power slam, which they're trying to stick with, but I just, I hate the power slam. The one that he did to Mark Henry was fine. The one that he did afterwards when Roman Reigns, Reigns came out, and uh, they they ended up brawling a little bit. I liked the one that he did to Reigns, which Reigns, leads me to believe Reigns got him is, down. He did like a tilt a whirl running power slam. But is that it? Is this match not going to take place now? Why would it not take place? Stephanie told Roman Reigns if this if you go after if you attack uh, Braun Strowman, that match is I'm taking away that match. So now is she going to revoke that match, Reigns versus Strowman? This way, it has to get uh, at WrestleMania. That is the WrestleMania match, though, right? No, no, that fast lane. 
yeah, so maybe she'll revoke this for Fastlane. So this way at WrestleMania, it ends up being Braun Strowman versus Reigns instead of Fastlane. No, it's supposed to be Taker versus Roman Reigns, no? Oh, yeah. There has to be a reason why he eliminated Undertaker in the Royal Rumble. Well, knowing WWE, there has to, there doesn't have to be a reason for that. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a reason why, why Goldberg got the best of Brock Lesnar three times in two matches and a Royal Rumble match that we need a fourth match at WrestleMania. Where, There's like, no reason what, that Finn where's Finley the Rumble, where's has the rubber been match? DQ'd from a Royal Rumble match. Well, that's just, yeah, that was stupid, but... <laughs> But they change the, the the rules every year, which is exactly why I don't understand this new book that they released when sometimes they themselves don't even have the same rules. Yeah, do they even have rules? Well, according to this new book, they have. Yeah. But, About that. Yeah, so Braun Strowman ended the segment at Strong. Yeah, but, I thought so. I don't know. Who knows? But up next, you had Sami Zayn defeating Rusev. This match, completely meaningless to me. Yeah, just a filler, just to get the crowd happy to see it wasn't, Sami no. Zayn. No, no, I, I mean, I could, see where, I could see where they were coming from with it, though. But, like, how do you go from Strowman to Rusev? Like, oh, I get one over on Strowman. That's, like, the, the pinnacle and then you go back down a peg, and it's like, oh, I got one over on Rusev. Well, what do you mean, got one over? Like, he, he defeated Rusev. Uh-huh. This, this is, I am assuming, trying to make him look strong for Samoa Joe. There has to be a reason earlier in the night, Michael Cole was... Now, what's there. happening with Zayn and Braun, though? Nothing now, I guess. How did that end? Raw Rumble. Fizzled out. Huh. It was like the men in black came by and gave us that pen. They were. But Michael Cole was interviewing Samoa Joe earlier in the night, and for whatever reason, Joe called Sami Zayn out, basically. He put he put Sami down. He's like, I'm not a guy like Sami Zayn. It doesn't matter to me about this. This is what matters to me. And then Sami Zayn was being interviewed after this match, and Samoa Joe took him out. And I was a big fan of this. Caught him blindsided him. I like the fact that his music played, which, but I well, nah. I did. It's it funny. It's just like, all right, you called not, him out. Not funny, but I was gonna say because I tweeted this before it happened. I was like, tell me why it looks like Samoa Joe is about to attack Sami Zayn. And then, all of a sudden, whoo, ah, whoo, ah, whoo, ah. And Samoa Joe's music plays and attack from the side. I liked the fact that he was attacked from the side rather than from the, from the entrance ramp, the un- entranceway. I just think it took a little bit too much time in between. What do you mean in between? Like, in between his music playing, him not showing up. Oh, I thought that was fine. It was, I, I think, was fine with that. That's like, a, oh, where is he coming from? Is he coming out? Right. And there he is. It right. wasn't that long. It was like... A, right. A, it was like, it's like... Seconds. But like even still, that's just like timing is everything. 
I'm sorry, but I don't see that being I a, I don't see your timing issue with this. I don't, I just. I think that this was on cue. I guess maybe because I already had said, oh, why does it look like Samoa Joe's about to attack Sami Zayn? And then here he comes and like Sami Zayn, oh, where is he? He's not coming from the entrance ramp. Let me not look behind or look to the side. I thought it was fine, dude. Uh, well, whatever. You're, it's your opinion. I'm not going to say it's wrong. <laughs> wow. That's, that's new. So, all right. Well, next up, you had Tazawa pick up the victory over Davari uh, following a snap, su- uh, snap German suplex. No Neville. Well, no Neville. TBK was on commentary here. That is true. Yep, he's trying to recruit Tazawa. But I thought, yeah, I thought this was a great ma- a great debut match for on Monday Night Raw for Tazawa. And yeah, it's, sure. it's funny because my friend who who just started watching wrestling again, he uh, texted me during this and he goes, "Dude, now I now I absolutely know who I'm rooting for in this division." Because he was so impressed with Tazawa. Uh-huh. And I, I thought that ending sequence was really good. Yeah, I thought that it was a good good debut. He missed the top rope move, then missed the Trouble in Paradise kick, and then snuck backwards through Davari's legs and caught him with that the the snap German. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, a lot of fun. Up next, uh, some mixed emotions here. The Festival of Friendship, Uh, going from a lot of fun to just heartbreaking. Uh, with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Yeah. I, my friend was like, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing ever from the beginning. I didn't, I didn't really like, I didn't, I didn't really like it until the end. I really didn't. I popped popped because uh Chris Jericho had a silver jacket on. Similar, not really similar, but like similar in style. Well, no, it was the silver jacket. That's why it was similar. To the one that he debuted in on Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. But I thought the segment tried too hard to be like, Rock, this is your life. And even if they, they weren't trying that, maybe that's what they... that that To me, that's what Well, that's obviously what they're go- they were going for. I mean, I feel like whenever you do have a segment like this where you say... Where you have a celebration, you bring out people. I feel like no matter what, it's going to be associated with that Rock, this is your life. Not not that they brought people out, but but like yeah, Jericho gets a gets Kevin Owens a statue from somebody Guggenheim, Ralph Guggenheim. He got him a painting from the I don't even know what it's called. I should know, but I don't. With uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, like the Sistine Chapel kind of type of yeah. thing, and. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, oh, he also, he said, oh, Goldberg's here. Out came Gilberg, which I thought from this part on was when it got good. Gilbert came out, Kevin Owens beat him up, and uh, I guess the best part for me was the ending. He, he, Kevin Owens, like, I have a gift for you as well. What is it? It's oh wow! It's a it's a new list. Oh thanks, my old list was getting full. This and that. Wait, why is my name on the list? Yeah, he takes out the list. He goes, but why is why is my name on the list? And then he I, holds I feel it like up. me. I feel like me and you recording kind of sounds like a Randy Orton promo at times. 
because we said I, the same thing. I, I'll say, I'll say, oh yeah, he, he takes out the list and he says, "Why am I on this list?" And then, and then I'll say, your... "Why is my name on the list?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, just wanted, I'm, I'm, I wanted a shot at saying it as well. Together we are Randy Orton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then he holds up the list. Then he holds up the list. It says the list of KO. It says the list of KO. <laughs> Which I feel like they wanted the crowd to pop more than they did. Like, I don't think they realized, like, the TV audience realized before the crowd there realized. So I don't know if they played it on the Titantron or not. For people to realize, like, oh no, that's not the list of Jericho. That's uh-huh. the list of Kevin Owens. Well, I saw it right away. I don't know if you did. The KO? Because uh, well, of the angle yeah, that Jericho he, was holding it. Yeah, but I... But, like... That's another thing. Like, I don't know if anybody realized that until Kevin Owens beat him up. Like, I saw it right away also, but it's, like, something very difficult, very easy to miss, I mean. I guess with so much going on. And Kevin Owens ended up power bombing Jericho onto the ring apron. Yeah. So we'll see where that leads to for WrestleMania. Maybe Jericho just keeps the U.S. Championship. Who knows? Only time will tell. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, next, yeah, I'm happy Cesaro with Sheamus picked the victory over Enzo with Cass. I didn't. Uh, I didn't like this. Yeah, I didn't like this either. There was one spot where Enzo was supposed to go over the top rope, but then did it, and then he like took himself out over the top rope. It looked like I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't not like it for the match itself. I didn't like it for the setup. Uh huh. Because earlier in the night you had Cesaro, Sheamus, and Bailey talking, and Enzo and Cass cut them off based off of. The, the week before and it all seems like this is stemming because Cass caused Cesaro and Sheamus the championships but when you boil everything down it's because of Luke Gallows who's nowhere near even involved in this match now if that makes sense the reason, oh. why, the reason why Cesaro and Sheamus aren't champions is, yes, because Cass kicked Gallows, but it's only because Gallows kicked Enzo. So, I just, I didn't like that setup. I think the fault is all, they should be, all be going after Gallows. Like, yeah. Gallows, Gallows kicked Enzo. Why does Enzo not care that he got kicked by Luke Gallows? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. You can't just cut that out. That makes no sense. Well, that's what they're doing, Brandon. They're cutting it out. So, but whatever. That was that was a match. The, uh, yeah, what about this next match? Main event, Bailey defeated Charlotte to become the new WWE Raw Women's Champion. Which is like, of Ooh. course, of course, Charlotte loses the title on Monday Night Raw instead of the yeah, Raw not Rumble. Yeah. And that that's what happens. That's what Charlotte does. This is exactly what happens. And the next What's the point of Bailey winning this before WrestleMania? 
I don't know. I, I and I hope that like that's like what's gonna happen at Fastlane. She's gonna lose the title again. Or not again for the first time, and Charlotte's gonna win it again. I'm not what? too sure because you have WrestleMania right around the corner, and it just if, to me it's weird booking. Like they have Charlotte's one-on-one championship singles match win streak. Never been undefe- or never been defeated in a one-on-one match on pay-per-view. So come yeah. Fastlane, what's gonna happen? I, that's like Bailey loses the title. Then it makes no sense. It's stupid. But at least yeah. overall, Bailey is champion. That's the most important thing. Uh, as far as the match, I thought that moonsault that Charlotte did off the barricade, like Sami Zayn does. Looked super dangerous. Agreed. She landed like right on Bailey's face. And Definitely did not look. The ref good. didn't even like go out and check on her. But uh, Dana Brooke ended up coming out, got involved, and uh, I mean, for those of you who don't remember Dana Brooke, she was the person who used to be with Charlotte and then got treated like a. I don't even know what to say. What word? How did Charlotte treat her? Poorly. Uh, like like garbage. And she's still, for like, whatever like reason, for whatever reason, still with Charlotte. Still trying to help her win matches. And then Sasha Banks came out, attacked uh, Dana Brooke, and then uh, jammed the crutch right into Charlotte when she had the figure eight locked in behind the referee's back. I, uh, so, I'm, I'm happy with this because I'm, I'm sure that they wanted Sasha Banks to be involved in this match somehow. With and their it's weird. It's background. weird. It's weird because where's Nia Jax in this equation? Who? Nia Jax was that like a joke? Who? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. But and it's like we've not have we ever seen Dana Brooke and Nia Jax in the same place at the same time? Huh? Makes you wonder. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we have. But I, I really I wanted this to end with Sasha turning on Bailey, but I understand why they didn't. Like they're not gonna have Kevin Owens do that to Chris Jericho two segments before and then have Sasha Banks do the same exact thing. Yeah, I, I could only imagine that this could lead to Sasha turning on Bailey being like, Alright, I helped you could win this on your own. Yeah. I helped you win this championship without me. You wouldn't be champion right now, and Charlotte would still be champion. So at WrestleMania, I deserve this match. And then Charlotte says, whoa, whoa, whoa what is whoa. this? I want my rematch. I want my rematch. I'm Charlotte. I was the champion. You don't just get to come in here and take a championship match, Sasha. You lost fair and square. Yeah. Exactly. But... Bailey is champion. NXT is on the rise. It's awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. SmackDown, moving on to that. Bray Wyatt opened the show to speak about... You can't turn your page a little quieter? Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was excited to turn the page. He spoke about... Yeah, well, I don't know, whatever. He was... Whatever. He was cutting a promo about being champion. 
Uh, I thought it was a really good promo. And then John Cena came out and spoke about how the fans were chanting, you deserve it, towards Bray. And said that yeah. nobody deserves a championship. They have a championship because they've earned it. Which, I like that, but then John Cena said some other stuff, which kind of made me think, like, I, I just didn't understand what he said afterwards because it was like he was complimenting Bray Wyatt but not really complimenting him. I thought it was weird, but... Mm-hmm. But they already had a one-on-one match set up for that SmackDown for a rematch for the championship. And AJ Styles came out and said that he deserves a rematch for the WWE Championship because he never got that one-on-one with John Cena. And Daniel Bryan came out and just added AJ Styles to the main event for the championship. Yeah. Up next, we saw American Alpha defeat the Ascension, which I thought, again, was a good match. But it really, it's built from nothing. Like last week, we spoke about it before. They won that 12-man tag match. They came out last in the Elimination Chamber, but there's really no story to this match. And it's very clear that it's just a a match, a quick thing to put on while they get the Usos, while they're about to push the the Usos. Uh, I mean, I think I told you this, but obviously I think that it's going to put... Usos up there, but it's unfortunate because the Ascension, yeah, I think that if you put the time into the Ascension, maybe something could work there. But if not, this this division is in trouble. This tag team division is severely lacking in feuds and storylines. Yeah, they, I don't know why. It's just they have all the I mean, talent. They're just not writing it there's, properly. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no creativity around the storylines. It's more your champion, so I want to challenge you. You're champion, so I want to challenge you. But there's now no I think now aspects. is where now we'll we'll have that because there's been this is where the feud picks up again with the Usos and American Alpha. The yeah. Usos were the tag team that took out Chad Gable and injured him, not allowing American Alpha to get their number one contenders match that they were that they earned. Uh huh. So this brings it back full circle again to American Alpha versus the Usos. Just as American Alpha, just with American Alpha as champions. Yeah. So. There. Yeah. Well, next up, you had Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth. Uh, they were backstage really briefly. Dean Ambrose was looking for Baron Corbin, and he ended up finding Ellsworth. They had a little bit of a back and forth. Ellsworth kind of standing up to Ambrose, though. Well, yeah, well, Dean Ambrose said that that Carmella watch out for Carmella because she's just using him. But even like, I really like, what is she using him for? Really, like, what the hell could she possibly be using Ellsworth for? All right, yeah. But she, he said to look out. He goes try online dating or something. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So then Carmella's like, "Are you going to let him talk to me like that?" And then he that's he like he turns on turns around. Oh, you can't talk to her like that. She's my boo. Yeah. And then Daniel Bryan's like, is there a problem here? He goes, uh, yeah, I'd like to fight him. <laughs> and Daniel Bryan's like, well, you do have unresolved issues with him. You get a match. And he goes, wait, what? How did this? Well, I don't want a match. 
or whatever else where it said. I thought it was funny. And yeah. uh, then come time for the match after the commercial break, Ellsworth, Ellsworth, he's out there introducing Carmella and waiting for the match to start. Dean Ambrose, nowhere to be found. And Corbin drags him out. Well, Ells- I mean, it was at the start of his entrance too, no? Of or was Am- it just No, Dean yeah. Ambrose wasn't coming out, and then all of a sudden... Oh, okay. He's being because dragged I, out by Corbin. Yeah. All right, because I was watching the highlight video, so I thought that Corbin dragged him out, like, right at the end, at the start of his theme song. Yeah, so uh, then they, they brawled Dean Ambrose at one point. Looked like he was about to get the upper hand, but uh, Baron Corbin, I almost said James Ellsworth, Baron Corbin got the, was it the deep six? Yeah, hit the deep six through the table, which I hate that. I absolutely hate that that spot. Because it's like, yeah, we see he's going through a table, and then the sparks just go off. Oh, yeah. Like, what? That's so uh-huh. hokey. It's so hokey at this point. Um, you know. No, it's way overdone. Yeah, yeah. He just went through a regular wooden table. Yeah, yeah. You got a plate of cookies sitting next to him. Like, there are people are going to be over there with cookies. If, if there's going to be stuff that could explode like that. Come on, Don. That's, no. Well, talking about overdone. What about this next thing? Natalia and Nikki. Can you get any more overdone? Well, Daniel Bryan was backstage talking to Nikki. And he's like, oh, I have an idea that I think you're going to like. And then Natalia came over. Oh, what is this thing? She's going to get everything that she wants. And he goes, well, I think it's something you'll like too. And then they started arguing. And then Nikki and Natalia started fighting. Security finally broke it up. And Daniel Bryan yelled. And he's like, next week. There's going to be a false count anywhere match. And then he walked away. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> Did they show that in the clip or no? No. Dude, yeah, he yelled that out. Not really. I didn't not know that. Really That's like, really funny. Not really like Zandig, but he did. He was like, Jesus. And it was funny. That's I popped, funny. A few other people on Twitter popped too. But that happened. So next week, there's a Falls Count Anywhere match. Hopefully, it is the end of this feud. So I hope maybe, so. Oh, that's a perfect opportunity. Next week, they're backstage, Falls Count Anywhere. They run into Maurice. Maurice, boom, sprays something in Nikki's eyes or kicks her something. Switch it on over. Yeah, perfect. There's something else I probably won't watch. I just booked Mania. Up there you go. Next, you had Mickey James defeating Becky Lynch uh, in, a, I guess, a rematch from the pay-per-view. But it's like I, I'm like I'm so glad Mickey James is back, just so we get to see matches like this. I thought this was such a good match, and I like I keep I think over and over of the end of the match, and it's just like very heartwarming to me. It's heartwarming. Like, yeah, like I'm like man, that was damn good refing. Because Mickey James at one point faked a shoulder injury. Yeah, that she so, rocked her with the kick. So she finally gets into the ring, and the ref's like checking on her, calls for a doctor, and like you said, Mickey James got up, then boom, hit the Mick kick, as they want to call it these days. And the referee, Danny E, stopped. He like hesitated. He's like, oh, come on, like, how could you do this? And like then he like he's like oh okay I have to count one two three. That was probably one of my favorite spots that I've ever seen of 2017. Not not really of 2017, but in general that I thought that was such a great spot. 
And I, I yeah. like I keep watching yeah. that spot over and over again because it's like just such a smart ref decision, like not like ref decision, but like like I don't know how to like character wise, I guess. Like if you take it out of, you know what I'm saying or no? A little bit. Like it's it was such a smart decision to for for everything that Danny did as a ref in that situation was like the absolute smartest. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just like get down and count the one, two, three. He's like, he was like, he showed like, I can't believe like, how could you do this? Yeah. Why would you try and trick me? But I still have to count one, two, three. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're talking about, but I don't look that much into it. I liked, I really liked that spot. I really did. Yeah. But up next, Naomi was being interviewed uh, in the ring and she said that she's injured where she didn't even realize she was injured until after she was in the hotel room later on after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, we don't, I don't know if this is legit or not. But Alexa Bliss came out, demanded a rematch, and said that if you don't give me a, a rematch, you have till next week. If you don't give me a rematch, you could either just give me the title or I'm going to beat you down. And I'll snatch your dignity or whatever she said. Yeah. So uh, it should be interesting to see. I, I don't know what she, what injury she has. I'm curious to see if this is actually going to take place. If Danny Bryan's going to be like, "Whoa, you can't go making around making your own title matches. This is not official. This doesn't take place." Especially because Bliss. The reason why Bliss lost the title, according to her was because she was tired, she wasn't ready, this and that. So, she Well, actually, no, I take that back. On, I, I just remembered on Talking Talk, what is it, Smack Talk? Talking Smack. Talk, talking Smack, how after the pay-per-view, she told that to Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan was just like, hey, you let me know when you have enough sleep and you get your rest and I'll set the match. So I guess that's what happened with that. that it's funny, sense. though, because on, on this week's episode of Talking Smack, the second episode of, of Talking Smack, I should say, of this week, yeah, she blamed her loss because the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. And Daniel Bryan goes, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. And she goes, well, that's what I meant. I was watching the Super Bowl on an airplane. I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see next week whether or not there will be a title match or what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Well, main... now we had the main event of the evening. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, in his first title defense, defended against AJ Styles and John Cena. Yeah, uh, and before the match even started, Luke Harper came out and attacked Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then they cut to commercial, and when they came back, AJ Styles and John Cena were wrestling in the ring with the match started. I don't understand how you're going to start the match with the champion out. How, like, he could have lost the title and he wouldn't have even been, like, he wouldn't have even stepped into the ring once. Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense to me. No. But I, this match I thought was awesome. And I really do think this, like, as of now at least, it's February, uh, I really think this could be like a match of the year contender so far. Um... I don't know. Maybe I have to rewatch it. Like there but are so I, many. There's times, already a few 
matches that I like a lot better. I, well, I'm saying like it's still like it could be a contender. Well, we still have to jot. We always say every year that we'll jot down which matches we say this yeah, about. Yeah, but last year we canceled the marquees because award shows are stupid now. Yeah. So there are no yeah. more marquees. The marquees are dead. I injected nope. it with poison. That you did. But this match, like, there were so many points where I was like, oh, damn, John Cena's about to become the 17-time champion. So many, like, kickouts and, and, and finishing moves and everything. There were points I don't where... Know, that, never, that never crossed my mind. I didn't really? think that that... Yeah, I, I never thought that's that that was going to happen. That's because you don't watch the full matches. You watch, it, you watch the highlights version. I guess, but even if I watched it live, there would be no reason for me to think that he was going to lose it that day. I don't know, man. There was a this match. I, there was points where I thought AJ Styles was going to be champion. There was. I thought there was a lot of like a lot. There was a lot of false finishes here. John Cena. He even he did the the attitude adjustment. Fan that he kicked out. AJ Styles put Bray Wyatt through the table. He hit him. He hit one move. Dives off the barricade onto the table. Table doesn't break. Fans chant one more time or whatever. AJ gets back up there, does another move, puts Bray Wyatt through the table. I thought that was great. And then John John Cena tried to do that, the roll through attitude adjustment again. Didn't get it. But ultimately, Bray Wyatt won. I'm telling you, dude, the fans, there were like so many false finishes where like fans were like, John Cena would kick out, or AJ Styles would kick out, and the fans would like they would pan they pan to the audience. The fans went nuts; they literally went absolutely nuts when they, when they were the over the false finishes here. This dude, this one dude, was like freaking out that that I think uh, I think it was that John Cena kicked out. Uh huh. Not positive. But I seriously go back and watch. But that's the reaction that you wanted to get from the crowd, especially during this match. But what, 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 what heck of a match for Bray Wyatt to say this is the error of Wyatt yeah. by defeating John Cena and AJ Styles. Yeah, and I, I thought this was a great first title defense for Bray Wyatt, a hundred percent. But uh, after this, after this match, Randy Orton came out. And said, as long as Bray Wyatt is champion, he refuses to face him. And he will not go to WrestleMania and face Bray Wyatt. Which Daniel Bryan announced on Talking Smack that next week there will be a battle royal for a new number one contender for the WWE Championship. Which I would like to see Luke Harper win so we could somehow get a triple threat between Bray Wyatt, Orton, and and Luke Harper at WrestleMania. Well, that's what I, I definitely see that going around. I see him winning that battle royal and this and Randy Orton be like, all right, I'll back in it. And then it being a triple threat match at, match at WrestleMania, just like that picture that you tweeted out. But there's still like there still is a fast lane match in there somewhere. So it could like end up being I don't know, because AJ Styles is in that match too. Uh-huh. So I don't know, like, I don't know where AJ will be come WrestleMania time. And if it's still going to be Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, you could easily add AJ Styles into it. You could easily add Luke Harper into it. So something needs to get intertwined somewhere down the line. But I would like to see that what what you just said that I had said. Yeah. 
I would yeah. like where Luke Harper like wins it and Brandy Orton's like, well, I have to step up and protect my champion. I'm going to insert myself back into this match. I won the Royal Rumble. I'm going to main event WrestleMania and I'm going to help Bray Wyatt walk out as champion. Yeah. So. I I am excited. Yeah, I think that it would be nice to see Luke Harper take on Bray Wyatt and then Randy Orton in there. I'm kind of curious where that's going to, how that's going to come involved and how, what's going to happen if he has to face off against Bray Wyatt. I actually see if this is a triple threat. I kind of, I hope uh, Orton would stick to the storyline and not betray Bray Wyatt. I think that would say a lot more than anything. And I would hope that Bray Wyatt walks out as champion and Randy Orton does not. I hope that he doesn't help him win the championship. I hope Bray Wyatt win defeats whoever, like Luke Harper, on his own. Well, if well, I mean, it depends what the match is. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was SmackDown. Right now, we will take a break and we will be right back here on Marking Mark Out. It out. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 315. That's right, this is Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You've got to be listening to this on MarkingOut.com. Maybe iTunes, maybe Google Play, maybe Stitcher Radio, depending on what's working. But definitely always working, for the most part, MarkingOut.com. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's take it back into some pro wrestling talk. Start some outside the ring news. Unfortunately, this week, Chavo Guerrero uh, Sr. passed away at the age of 68 last week. He was diagnosed with liver cancer in January. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and family. Very unfortunate. Brandon texted me this unfortunate, uh, sanity news. Uh, any memories? I'm not, I mean, I didn't really watch the Guerreros. I just know him from what I've seen in WWE. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, it's the same thing with me. Unfortunately, it's the same thing with me. But, yeah, I my memory of him is really the WWE run. But I guess back then it's tough to to watch so much of these older wrestlers. Which I think he was. Yeah, I mean, the footage. Where's the footage? It's very difficult to find footage of yeah. Chavo Guerrero. Unless you're watching on YouTube, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe he was a one-time WWE Cruiserweight champion. Where he like accidentally huh. pinned Chavo in a match. That's yeah. But yeah, so it's unfortunate. He was Eddie Guerrero's brother, Chavo Guerrero Jr.'s father. So Yeah. Um Yeah, so our condolences to friends and family. Uh JBL to, announced to that his friends and family. Yes. Uh JBL announced that Legends with JBL on the WWE network has ended. Which was so disappointed uh, to find out. I don't understand why. I thought this was probably the best interview show, like a like a regular one, aside from Stone Cold's podcast. I I, I really enjoyed this show. I thought JBL yeah. did such a great job at interviewing professional wrestlers and getting stories and stuff out of them. 
the last two episodes you had last week was Stan Hansen, and then this week was Jimmy Hart. And I found out a ton of stuff that I had no idea about with Jimmy Hart. Like, um, Jimmy Hart was talking about, they were talking about how, I mean, obviously Jimmy Hart was a big part of the reason why Andy Kaufman got into the, did the angle with Jerry Lawler. But before that, he said at one point they were going to maybe do something Jerry Lawler versus Elvis Presley. Huh. Which would have been like the first mixed martial arts match. Interesting. It would have been Jerry Lawler versus, which would be a pro wrestler, versus Elvis, which would he would, I guess, be doing judo or karate. Uh-huh. So, which, that, like, completely blew my mind. Because I, it's Jimmy, I forget how Jimmy Hart said that match, like, almost came about, but Jimmy's mom was, like, in the, the music industry. And Jimmy Hart was in the music industry. He met Elvis. But, like, it, I don't think it was, like, a huge meeting or anything, but that, like would have been so weird like what what would if that had happened what would what would have come from memphis wrestling because elvis like elvis is still like one of the most famous people in the world today uh yeah i yeah most recognizable yeah so it's like if they did do elvis presley versus jerry lawler would you have even had kaufman coming in there to do everything that he did with jimmy hart and jerry lawler I wouldn't think so. And it's like, it, it's like insane because like what would have literally, what would have happened? Like WrestleMania one, would Jimmy Hart have even come to WWE? That's like, like you had to have figured like Elvis is Elvis. He's like the pinnacle. Like he's probably like one of the most famous, not one of, he is probably the most famous American singer. So it's like, if you put him, put him into pro wrestling, Pro wrestling shoots up. What happens at WWE? They didn't even have WrestleMania at that point. There's like so many things that that could have happened. And JBL got that out of Jimmy Hart. So Yeah, really makes you wonder. I would I 100% I would like to see another season of Legends with JBL. No. Yeah. I've never watched it so I can't really comment about it. Yeah. Um yeah, talking about Legends though. Yeah. Teddy Long He was announced as the next inductee to the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. Good old Teddy Long. Which caught me by surprise. He wasn't even even one of the rumored people listed. I do appreciate that, that that he wasn't one of the rumored and he's in it and he was inducted. Yeah. I like the swerves. Yeah. And he's definitely, I mean, Hall of Fame. yeah, I mean, recruit to manager to GM. Yeah, I uh, really deserving. And well, uh, uh, great manager. But it's like uh, not in WWE though. Uh, no, <laughs> but like WCW and everything. Yeah, like but, that. yeah, he had Doom. He he managed uh, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome that Teddy Long's going to get inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, because it's so weird. Because like when we like when I was a kid, when I was watching WWE television, he was a referee. Oh yeah, I forgot that he was a ref. That's weird. Didn't you say referee? No, I said <laughs> uh, ring crew. Oh well, that's what I thought you meant by 
Oh, no, no. Yeah, so he when like when I first started watching, well not when I first started watching, but like progressively as I watched, he was a referee. And then he that's somehow so weird, like going that's like so weird reversing your career like that. Being a very well known manager managing some prominent tag teams to uh referee. Well uh... That's a big like like difference. And, yeah. Like I'm trying to like compare it to some other person. You can't. I don't think any. I don't think anybody else has made that transition to referee from something like a manager or something like that. Oh, there's been stuff from referee like like Alfonso. Yeah, I. I have a hard time saying Pat Patterson, but that's who I would like to say. But I don't know how many. I just feel like it was him just refing the WrestleMania one match. Oh, I don't know how many other times he refereed. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. So, but that's like the only name that I could kind of think of. Yeah, but well, it's I mean, it's also different though because he wasn't a wrestler. Teddy Long's not a wrestler. No, but still, just as well known. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not though, because it was that it was before the internet era, so maybe people didn't know Teddy Long as well as outside of the wrestling world, or like in the wrestling world, maybe if you weren't an older fan that watched that product, you didn't really know who he was. Yeah, so makes you wonder. Uh, Darren Young, he had surgery on his elbow. Uh, what kind of surgery? Any idea? I don't know. Well, but it feels like he's he's always injured now. Yeah, he has no luck at all. Uh, very unfortunate. And I don't know but, if I don't know if he was going to be out for six six weeks or six months. Uh, let's see. He's expected to be out six months. Okay. And then Rick Swan in his return on a house show this past weekend. And uh, it seems like Tony Nese, uh, Tony Nese is back in action too. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. So. All right. And so that's also, good. also yeah. injured, uh, Lance Hoyt is out with a herniated disc. Ouch. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, you had surgery on that too. Yeah. He posted uh, a few pictures on his Twitter in regards to that surgery. Um, Kazarian turned on Christopher Daniels and joined Will Club at the Ring of Honor TV taping. So, spoiler. should say spoiler before that, right? Well, I mean, it's all over the internet. Yeah, Kazarian joined Will Club. It's like, seriously, I I really have no idea how Virgil is not in the Bullet Club. I really have no idea. What? Can we join Bullet Club? There's so many people in the Bullet Club. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's it's literally it's turning into the NWO. It need something needs to happen there. I don't understand. Did you pop for that shirt I sent you? By the way, sure. Yeah, the, the the Betty Boop one. I didn't get it. I didn't get that. I responded to you. I didn't get it. Like sometimes you ever see like shirts like they have like. I don't know, like a jet shirt, but it's like also has 
somebody else on it. And it's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like Taz or something like that. It was just like a random shirt. Like, oh, everybody knows Betty Boop is... Yeah, I did get that. I, it, I'm super weird. Well, something else that I did get, uh, Rosa Mendez felt the need that she had to actually announce retirement from pro wrestling. Um, yeah, legend. Legend. Yeah, so Rosa Mendez is now retired from from WWE, from professional wrestling. Uh, I'm not going to say, I, I, yeah, I wish her the best in her future endeavors. She was an awful wrestler. Yeah, awful definitely. I mean, this is, with, I mean how could anybody be upset at this news? She's gone. This is perfect. Yeah. Best of luck on your future endeavors, but I'm happy to see you gone. Definitely yeah. didn't deserve to be with WWE. Whether it was in the ring or backstage on the mic. Definitely very happy. Uh, but speaking of people who should be with WWE, Tessa Blanchard and Thea Trinidad. Uh, they are currently working on, apparently, that new Fighting With My Family film that The Rock and WWE have joined together to make. Huh. But it's not known whether they're going to be in it or they're just maybe doing backstage stuff. Uh, yeah. Behind the scenes stuff, I mean. I forget, they, they said somebody else, oh, who did they say? There was another wrestler that they announced was doing, oh, Dave Taylor, I think, is overseeing like the wrestling on the on the shoot. Uh-huh. And they announced also Vince Vaughn is going to be in it. So that's something to look into. And I guess the Rock, yeah. the Rock will play a part in it as well. Very interesting. But it's weird because WWE is not at all mentioning this. And they are pushing... This next thing, which Bill Simmons, most famously from ESPN, um, now he's working with HBO, but they're putting together an Andre the Giant biography for HBO, which WWE is like completely pushing. I cannot wait to see this. That's yeah, going to be cool. It should be interesting. Um, I mean, HBO is usually really good with their documentaries. Yeah, I well, Bill Simmons is the guy that came up with Thirty for Thirty, so I'm assuming it's going to be something uh-huh. similar to that. That's awesome. Yes, and then I, I don't understand. I assume there's still a biopic in the works with Andre the Giant. Uh huh. I'm not positive, but like his daughter was on Bill After's show. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that because she just randomly popped up at a SmackDown last week. In a picture with Natalia backstage, and she explained as to how she got there. Uh huh. She drove. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> 2017, folks. But uh, no, she said that a friend or somebody hit her up because they've never been to a wrestling show before, and she goes, "Oh, what better way to to see a professional wrestling show than with like somebody who was somewhat around around it as a kid." So she reached out to WWE and they gave her tickets. And uh, then the friend the friend pulled out. They couldn't go. Something happened. And she just went to because she wanted to thank WWE for even doing that for her. And uh, she's it was it was it was a pretty interesting interview with with uh, after because she was saying she was saying how it was like her first time back since she was a kid, like as a, in the backstage area. That is interesting. So it's pretty crazy. And like they went into like so much depth about Andre the Giant and how like they mostly connected through like birthday cards and stuff. Because yeah. he, was, he was on the road for like 
a lot of days for the out of the year. Yeah. So they never really saw each other, but uh, when they would come to town, they would they would go to the shows and hang out backstage and stuff. But in that, they mentioned, I th- I think Bill Apter said that there was a biopic that like news came this week of like a, a, a going forward with it, and I think she said that as well. But I when I go to look for it on on the internet, I don't see anything. Uh-huh. So I don't know if like the news that they thought was the biopic is actually the biography that HBO is doing. Well, was it Jason Segel or Nicolas Cage? Was it there? Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage attached to an Andre the Giant movie? I want to say yes. It's funny. She well, not funny, but she said Seth Rogen, and I think maybe she, that's what I think she meant. Jason Segel. Yeah, Jason Segel. I thought Nicolas Cage may have because Segel does maybe that. he was. Maybe he was originally supposed to, but then he was pulled out. Are you thinking of the wrestler? <laughs> Maybe he was supposed to be Randy the Ram, and then he pulled. Maybe out. Maybe I am thinking about that, but I did get the Chase the Seagull part. Yeah, so I think that's. But like, I don't. I don't know. Like, if there really is an actual update with that, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, well, something that is, and it's very funny because they they brought it up. She said, "Oh, maybe we can get the Rock to play Rocky Johnson." Which yeah. is funny because The Rock did that on that '70s show. Yeah. Well, something that is pretty crazy: Heath Slater and the Ascension had their rental car broken into in Oakland, California. Uh, they had belongings, sto- uh, book bags, and belongings stolen from them. Very wild and unfortunate. Which, like at this point, it almost seems as if somebody is targeting pro wrestlers. Yeah, AJ Styles with his bag, and now um, the Ascension with theirs. Yeah. Kelly Kelly was backstage at Monday Night Raw, was interviewed. She said that she's going to be at WrestleMania Access. And who knows, maybe the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania itself. Which I'd pop for. I don't know in what capacity they would use her, but uh, I believe they also, I think Victoria might also be signing up for Access. Huh. Not signing up, but I think I think she might be at Access. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the bigger news with pro wrestling that has nothing to do with pro wrestling is the fact that Brock Lesnar, I believe, retired from UFC. And yeah. It's like, how do you retire when you're suspended, first of all? Which means if he was to unretire from UFC, he would still have to serve out the rest of that... Un- the sentence. Which... Which means right now he's not being drug tested by the UFC. Yeah. Which means he's free as can be to shoot himself up with all the kind of steroids or whatever he was shooting up that he got caught with in UFC in his blood test multiple times. And he's good to show up at WrestleMania as a part-timer. And then he could just be like, guess what, Dana? I'm unretired. And then he that this way he doesn't have any drug tests that, that show that he's positive for it still. Allegedly, allegedly. Not allegedly, they, they nabbed him for it. Well, we didn't know if it was steroids. Didn't they say right? I don't know, I thought whatever they said it was. I don't know if they said steroids or not. I don't know. But also but, the Senate. Yeah. The Senate confirmed the internet, the internet blew up over this, basically. 
Yeah, go for it. The Senate confirmed Linda McMahon as the head of Donald Trump's Small Business Administration. Um, but what people blew up about was the fact that the McMahons were in the White House. And Triple H. Well, he's in the McMahon family. Yeah. I don't know. I would consider him a McMahon family. By association. He's got, he's got Vince's grandkids. Yeah, but they're not McMahons. But they, I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So they went to the White House uh, taking pictures with Tr- Donald Trump. Very, it's always cool to see pro wrestling associated people in the spotlight like that. Vince is like, we did it. We finally did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we finally got, after years of like, we have, we have fake Bill Clinton come to WrestleMania, whatever it was. We have fake Donald Trump show up. He wasn't even in politics at that point. We, we had have, real Donald Trump show up. Yeah. We have, did they have, they had fake Barack Obama and fake Hillary Clinton showing up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so Vince McMahon's probably one happy guy. Yeah. Uh, just on the side, other outside of the news, we briefly mentioned that TNA and Noah, uh, the Japanese pro wrestling promotion, came to a working relationship. Some more information coming out on that. On February 4th, well, on March 14th, Great Voyage 2017 in Tokyo, Japan at the Kuin Hall. It's going to be featuring Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Moose. So that is one of the first things that they have announced. So it's going to be interesting to see what else is going to have this crossover. So what else will be taking place? Yeah, as in like who will come from there to here. Yeah. So. All right. Indie results time. On February 10th, WrestlePro in Starland Ballroom in New Jersey, Delroy Alexander defeated Chris Payne with Edward Jackson. In a best-of-seven series match number three, Habib from the car wash now up two, defeating CPA, who has one win. Yeah, you also, yeah, yeah, yeah. You also had Alex Reynolds defeat Joey Janela, the debut, WrestlePro debuted Joey Janela and Matt McIntosh. Yeah, I saw some video footage, some cool spots here. Uh, you had Dirty and Durable teaming up to defeat Fala Ba and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, you had Chris Avery Quaylin pick up the victory over Anthony Bowens. You had the Apple Core defeating the Amazing, amazing Graysons. You had Dan Boff and Homicide with Monster Mac. Pick up the victory over Kevin Matthews and uh, Pat and Buck. The Beach Bumps teamed up with Rikishi to defeat Johnny Clash, Mark Sterling, and Massage Envy. The WrestlePro Trio is tiled on the line. Team Espanicos defeated the Taboo Crew with Vanity and Vanity. Yeah, uh, Brian Cage versus Ryback went to a double countout. Yeah, you also had a WCPW internet title on the line in a three-way match. Cody Rhodes defeated Leo Rush and Mario Bokra. Yeah. And on the 11th, in Brooklyn, New York, WrestlePro, uh, the best of seven series match number four, CPA picked up the victory, tying the series, defeating Habib from the car wash 2-2. Two two. Yeah, so. you had... Sanjay Dunn and Falabad defeated Dirty and Durable. Bear Bronson defeated Beefcake Charlie. 
Hot Dog Starks defeated Chris Dealer, Hush, Nicholas Rigos, Kip Stevens, Johnny Clash in a six-way match. Mario Bocara defeated Chris Payne, made him tap out. You also had Dan Roth defeat Craven Varro. The Taboo Crew defeated Team España. Russell Pro Tag Team Championship on the line. The Heavenly Body successfully defeated Mega Muscle. Delroy Alexander defeated Buster Jackson. Talon defeated Alex Reynolds. And the WrestlePro Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Challenger Anthony Bowens defeated former champion now Bobby Roode. Not Bobby Roode, Bobby Wayward. <laughs> to become the new WrestlePro Heavyweight Champion. So the first, I think the first two-time WrestlePro Champion is Anthony Bowens. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, February 11th, CCW 18 and still like nothing else in Voorhees, New Jersey. Jay Chris defeated Shane Strickland. Tim Dons defeated Tony Deppen. Homicide and Mercedes Martinez defeated the Hall of Fame, uh, CCW Hall of Famer, no, WSU Hall of Famer. Mercedes Martinez defeated Chrissy Rivera, Greg Excellent. Uh, Dave Chris defeated Ricky Shane Page. Yeah, Maxwell, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein making his debut in CZW. That is a fact. Defeating Billy Danvers. Yeah, CZW World Heavyweight title on the line. Joe Gacy defending successfully against Shigeru Iri. For the CZW Wire Championship, the champion Joey Janela picked up the victory over Stockade. You had the tag team titles on the line. Scarlet and Gray successful in their defense against EYFBO. And then you had a match with the WXW Shotgun Championship as well as the Progress Atlas Championship on the line. Champion David Starr versus champion Matt Riddle. Went to a double DQ. And you had the fans bring their weapons match. Notorious Inc. defeated Nation of Intoxication. Yeah. I feel like those title matches are always pointless. The cross-promotional title matches. Well, sometimes they they lose the titles. Do they? Yeah, the Hardy Boys just had one of those and won. I don't know. I always That's true. But that's very rare. I feel like for the most part, it's always uh, no DQ finish. Uh, Double... Count out or a DQ or some sort of a finish where there's no uh, title change. Yeah, well, on uh, the 24th of February, you have GCW say hello to the bad guy in Great Meadows, New Jersey. Of course, Scott Hall will be in the house. You're going to be seeing a GCW Extreme Championship match. Drew Blood will be taking on Smiley. Karen Q and Tasha Steeles taking on Maria Manic and Penelope Ford. For the GCW Heavyweight Championship, you will be seeing the champion Kyle <coughs> the Beast taking on Joey Janela. And on the 25th of February, you're going to be seeing GCW, the new face of war in Howell, New Jersey. You're going to be seeing Vikings versus Vagrants Deathmatch. Uh, Danny Havoc versus Homeless Jimmy. You got GCW title rematch. Kyle the Beast defending against Matt Tremont. A pumpkin patch death match. Sage Sin versus Sexy Eddie. Tattoo Nightmare death match. Viking versus Graver. 
I don't know how you G Raver. I don't want I don't know how you want me to say this next match. Blake boards. <laughs> Marcus Crane versus uh Schlack. Baldos of Joy Deathmatch, Connor Classen taking on Jimmy Lloyd. In a TLC match, you're gonna be seeing Travis Flip Gordon take on Joey Janela. JJ Garrett taking on Cole Radrick and Brother Reed. Yeah, and Scott Hall will be at that event too, so definitely check that out check that out in Howell, New Jersey. Yeah, and then on the 25th, you got NYWC Psycho Circus in the New York Wrestling Connection Sportatorium, NYWC Sportatorium, that is. NYWC Starlet Championship on the line. Jay Red defending against Willow Nightingale, the returning Willow Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, tag Team Grudge Match, you'll be seeing General Romero and JT Kaysen team up to take on Flawless Blake Morris and Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. You're going to have that awesome Joker's Wild Battle Royal, which is always great and fun. Yeah, the MYWC Fusion Championship will be on the line. The champion, Tyler Murphy, is defending that title against Big O. You got CCW World Heavyweight title on the line. Chainsaw Joe Gacy taking on Alex Reynolds. Yeah, so maybe Alex Reynolds will be the CCW champion coming after this. Who knows? For the MYWC Tag Team Championships, you have Anthony Lacerra and Jesse Vane, the champions, taking on Milk Chocolate. Yeah, Brandon Watts returning from his injury. Uh, very awesome to see. Yeah. Then you have the 15th annual Psycho Circus match, House of Hatred, featuring Bam and Boo Sullivan, Kruger, a.k.a. formerly known as Anna Rose, and Stockade taking on Team Bull James, which is Bull James. Rex Wallace, Mouse, and a mystery partner. Yeah, and Mikey Whipwreck will be the extreme enforcer of this match. So definitely check it out on the 25th of February at the MYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York, MYWC Psycho Circus. Um, that's it for everything uh, outside yeah. of the news, upcoming independent wrestling events. Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. That's right. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Eric at Montreal Broski, MTL Broski, and watch, subscribe, rate, comment. First thing in the morning, an amazing, the best Let's Play out there. Go check it out. And also go buy his t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. And don't worry, you can always add our t-shirts to that cart as well. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Shalom, Jace over here. And you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh, I mean Brandon shout-outs. The first shout-out goes to the new Netflix show, Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, have you heard about it? No? That I have not. Tell it, me more, though. It stars Drew Barrymore. It stars Timothy Oliphant. Uh, she becomes a zombie and has to eat people, but they like live a normal life, or as normal as possible. So okay. uh, check it out. I think you would like it. I, I do think you would like it. So It's on Netflix. Huh. Check it out. Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, it's on the brand new page. As as is this next shout-out, which is going to Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special, which uh, 
it was interesting. It was like super ridiculous, but uh, I thought it was funny overall. So check it out. If you like Michael Bolton, if you like The Lonely Island, um, give it a, give it a shot. Watch it. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, Michael Bolton sang in it. Uh-huh. So there's also a soundtrack to it. And I popped for one of the songs. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. So just check it out. All right. What channel was it on even? It's Netflix. I introduced oh, it by sorry. saying. I, okay. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So you could also check that out as well. It's an hour, like just over an hour maybe or an hour and a half. I don't know. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, and then NXT gets the last shout out. Because I really do. I think it's something so special. Bray Wyatt is finally champion. Kevin Owens came from there as champion. Naomi is finally champion. Bailey is now champion. American Alpha, they're champions. And uh, Neville, he's a Cruiserweight champion. They all spent time there, and they make up most of the current champions in WWE. Yeah, they all did their time. And it's exciting to see this upcoming class. Who's going to be the next big thing coming from NXT? Yeah, the future is definitely now. And now, yeah. and now you even yourself know how special going to NXT and how different they are from regular WWE shows. Well, I never doubted it. Well, I just no, no, but I now, now you on. know. Now you know. Yeah, but even still, I mean, I, I don't have an interest to see it really. Com- I don't think it compares to what you saw. Because you, know you saw I, it in a large, large, a much, y'all, uh, can't even speak. No, I, a much no, no. larger venue, no. Takeover. Both takeovers, yes, but that MSG show, no. The theater at MSG Madison Square Garden. MSG is huge. It's not Madison Square Garden. It's a theater yeah, at Madison Square the, Garden. I mean, the theater is a nice size. The theater at Madison Square Garden is not big at all. Really? There's no way. Like, how, how many people would you assume went, was, what was the, the place that you went to? Oh, I, I'm not too sure. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, uh, uh, full, sold out. It wasn't? No, there was a lot of seats open. So that was also actually kind of nice. What was the place called? The Albany Washington uh, Armory Center, something like that. The Washington Armory, In Albany. Armory Center. Arm, what is it? The Washington Armory Ar- I'm not coming up. Oh, right here. Armory. Uh, yeah, there's a good amount of less capacity at that venue. MSG yeah. holds 5,500. But, okay. and then this venue holds 4,300, but MSG wasn't full. Huh. So, because my seat got moved up. Okay. So, I mean, there was definitely... I don't know how many more people there were, but yeah. But it was still a smaller scaled show. Yeah. Okay. Takeover. So yeah. So definitely, if you, if I'm saying seriously, if you, if NXT is near you, go to NXT. Yeah. Don't miss out that. Don't miss on that opportunity. To see these upcoming stars. It's fun. I Why not? Like, I would like to go to a, uh, an NXT B show. Because every show that I've gone to have been like a touring shows. Yeah, I would like to see one in like Venice, Florida, or. All right, let's take a trip. Yeah, right. Book a book a man. Yeah. Well, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our 
of the week. Uh, I have one and a half, I guess. All right, take it. So I'm going to tell you my one, and then you'll go, and then collectively we'll say it maybe, even though it's not really a mark out moment of the week. But uh, my first, my actual mark out moment of the week is, uh, uh, let me preface this, Conan is going, Conan O'Brien is taking a show to Mexico. Um, and they aired like a hype package of all these Mexican celebrities like welcoming Conan to Mexico. And one of the people in the video was Aerostar. And I thought it was funny. There was another uh, wrestler in there as well, uh, Arginus, but uh, I popped for Aerostar because he did the, he did, he rubbed his nipple like Conan does. Uh. And I think the other, I think the other luchador did it as well, but I thought it was funny. So that's cool. I worked out for that. Uh, what is what is your mark out moment of the week? Uh, NXT, my seats. I marked out for my seats. I was in the third oh, row, but it so was great. right in front. I, I marked out. My seats were great. Yeah, must be American. nice. <laughs> I'm like, I would love for one day to have like. Well, you know what? For MSG, my seats ended up not being terrible. When I once, once I got seats. moved down. Yeah. But uh, yeah. You definitely had you had a really good view of everything. Yeah, it was, was it, perfect. Was it hard though when people were standing or? Uh, a little bit. I just stood up and I was fine. Yeah, see, I would have been. I only had one person in front of me that stood up, and that was very rare. Oh, that's not so bad. Oh, it was great. Well, I'm glad so. you had fun at NXT. Thank you. I wish that you were able to join. Yeah. Next time, maybe. So the other thing that the internet went crazy over this week, do you know what I'm about to say? Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yeah, so she's walking a show in New York Fashion Week, and she's rocking an NWO shirt, a Wolfpack shirt. Yeah, blew up. Why is she wearing that? I have no idea, but it Yeah, but Conan so. offered her a spot in the NWO now. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, Conan, it's like bro, I put a, I posted a picture of all of you guys together in the NWO. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's in the news, relevant, blowing up. Yeah. Um, oh, I also have another Mark album of the week. Uh, got to meet some awesome wrestlers at NXT, which is always nice. It was kind of, I hate meeting them when they're leaving the arena, but it was on the way to the car. So why not? So I ended up see, catching a glimpse of a lot of the wrestlers. So saw like Eric Young, who we've met in the in the past. Uh, but we Mandy. didn't like we didn't really like. No, but yeah. like then there's Mandy, Ty Dillinger. I didn't get to shake hands with any of them, but I did get to meet and. Uh, I did get to super kick them. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, I got to meet Alexander Wolf of Sanity and took a picture with him. I got and I got to meet Angela Dawkins, which is pretty cool. Um, so got to meet them, and then also Brandon, check your feed real quick. Check I got my... to meet. I just sent you a picture. What? I also. How are you gonna like hold out on that? 
Also got to meet Shinsuke Nakamura. Now I like absolutely hate you. <laughs> I held up the entire week. That's really funny. Dude, it was oh my god. I was like flipping out on the inside that I got like he was coming out. There's these two kids next to me that took a picture with him and he was about to get on the bus and I'm like, Shinsuke, please, please, please. So he turns it around and he's like, okay. And I look at Erica. Okay, and Erica's, Mark. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Erica's taking the pictures for me. So she's not looking at the time. And I'm like, Erica, Erica, take the picture. So she turns her – she looks at me, takes a, a bunch of the pictures. And, yeah, I got my picture with Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> you have the biggest grin on your face, too. I'm so happy. That's hilarious. I was so happy that I got to meet Shinsuke Nakamura. What and it was like, what a mar. I mean, I, I totally, totally am. But listen to you laughing at that too. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I think that's cool. Safe to say that we're both mars. Yeah, um, cool. I thought that I thought that he wasn't even going to be leaving because he was just the last match. So why would you, uh, why would you lie to me, even? <laughs> well, I didn't. No, no I didn't. No, lie yes, to you. you did lie to me. I did like you. You did ask specifically Shinsuke. I said no. None of the was guys so from the last match came out. Yeah. <laughs> Make me famous. Huh? I did kayfabe you. Yeah. I did kayfabe you. Did you, um, wait, did, you, did you tell Chris? Yeah. Yep. So what did he Chris. say? Did you send he him thought, the picture? Yeah, he thought that was sick. I, I didn't. Uh, I told him that I wasn't going to tell you until the podcast, though. So, but Good, you know, the next time, the next time I run into Taylor Swift and get a picture with her, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll wait a few months before telling you. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but it was awesome. I, I didn't expect it because he was the last match, and I wanted to. I felt bad because Erica had an exam, and she. I was just like, if you don't, we don't have to wait around or meet anybody. It's okay. Like, um, you don't have to do this. And she was just like. No, no, stick around. Like it's okay. I don't stick around. It's your. It, you may not have this opportunity again. Stick around. So, so let me like, ask you this: Did did you uh, did Bobby Roode? You end up really meeting him, or what's the deal? Or did no, he Bobby, really did he really drive off? No, Bobby Roode was the only person, or at least from what I saw, Bobby Roode was the only person to leave in his own vehicle. Uh, he was a passenger in a dark uh, mini, a dark van that pulled out. So that was legit. I didn't meet him. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, but Shinsuke Nakamura got him. Yes. Cool. So Getting all these pictures of people that I wish I could get pictures with, but no. <laughs> I had to sit there and watch our merch. I had to sit there and watch. I had my computer. That was your choice, dude. You well, could have done that. No, because where was I going to put? I, I'm not trusting people dude, at no an one, independent wrestling no one, event. No one was stealing a market out shirt at the time. But no, but I had my computer and my camera and stuff. That is true. We could have had Brooke watch it. No, she was off somewhere. Oh. I should well, have just put my stuff in the in the car. I wanted yeah. a picture so bad with Jushin Liger. Should have to. But I, yeah, at least I got to meet him. That's cool. Yeah, that is very true. And yeah, if I you came to... up here, you could have gotten your chance with Shinsuke. But most likely I wouldn't have. It's like you he had time for one more. Yeah, I was the la- I was the last one, right? He only took like three or four pictures, and I was the last one right before he got on the bus. Why is your head like, he- like that? I don't know, but he's like sticking How- like his head outside of the bus right now. 
That's a bus? Yeah, the bus, like, right behind me is the door of the bus open for him to walk onto. So he's, he was not, like, he's not on the bus yet. No, no, no. He's not on the bus, but he's in that pathway. He's, like, like between his body. His body's not behind me. Classic Nakamura head face, too, I mean. Yeah. And what kind of shirt are you wearing? CM Punk? What is that? Yeah, yeah, CM Punk. I don't understand. Eric, Erica was wearing the market out shirt. But I don't I understand. You only had one market out shirt? Yeah. How do you only have one, one market out shirt? I don't know. Dude, you should have sure. you should have been wearing a marketing out shirt. <laughs> you, what, what are you wearing a CM Punk shirt to a company he's not even associated with anymore? Because I'm still a CM Punk. That just mark. makes you a huge moral. You went I to have. a show, you posed with wrestlers and stuff. I am. You didn't just happen to run into them as they were going onto the bus. Just it's, so happened. It's not like how the time we ran into wrestlers outside of Madison Square Garden. Well, no, because we were getting food. Us. We no, were no, getting, we food, getting there. food. We were thinking about it. No, we were we were meeting. I don't <laughs> know where we. I think were we meeting up with my parents? No, I think we were just trying to meet with the wrestlers. No, I think I, I don't told think, you. No, no, I don't think we were trying to meet them. I think they were. We were trying to like just see the, the hustle and the bustle, and we were leaving, and Matt Hardy and MVP walked into us. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past me saying let's go over there because I knew that I go. I was going over there to see who I could kind of get a glimpse of and meet. Well, we ended up not meeting any of them. We just Matt Hardy and MVP walked right into us. Which, Maybe I don't remember. Do you not remember MVP and Matt Hardy walking into us, like literally walking into us? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, but good times. You met Nakamura. Cool. You went to NXT. Yeah. Awesome. Kendall Jenner, part of the Wolf Pack. Holler at us. Hit us up. Kendall. <laughs> seriously. We'll interview you. You're, uh, I mean, even though we don't really do interviews, but I'm sure yeah. you're, I'm sure you're somewhat living in New York. You're a model. Check us out. Markingout.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout. Feel free to buy one and mark and, 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 uh, rock one of those Rep shirts. That. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to watch me cook uh, YouTube videos, uh, pro wrestling, uh, youtube.com slash markingout11. Yeah, don't forget to. Yeah. At Dave the Rave underscore MO, at markingout. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout. Seriously, subscribe on iTunes. Because yeah. I, have, I have no idea why they're not showing up on those new on the apps. I, I, have, I literally have no idea. No clue. So check it out, iTunes. Subscribe and marketout.com. Yeah. We so, wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week. Woo!